This is Free Talk Live, your show, Saturday edition. We're in the studio live with you, Ian here. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free. Those other radio talk show hosts, they want to charge you for access to those uh, website features that we do for free at freetalklive.com. So enjoy those. They're on us. And uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. So kicking off hour number one of the live Saturday edition we should start things out with what I found a pretty incendiary article out of the San Francisco gate, sfgate.com. And it's all about something that has uh, a concept that has surfaced fairly recently in the public light that I find absolutely anathema to what the, uh, the America is supposed to be about. America, the land of the free. I mean, land of the free, right there in that statement it pretty much says you aren't supposed to be a slave if you're in the land of the free, right? I mean, freedom, slavery, sort of polar opposites. Wouldn't you agree, Mark? It makes sense to me. So what's the... Well, what, the issue is national service. Oh, I see the draft. No, no, national service, Mark. Come on. No, it, the draft was back in the 70s when uh, they were taking uh, boys who were 18 to 26, and putting them in the military. What this guy, Larry Gersten, from the S- uh, from SFGate.com, is going to be advocating is a kinder, gentler version, where you get to right. pick and choose well, which bureaucracy you're, you're, yeah, you go right. into. You're drafted into being a bureaucrat, That's and correct. some of those bureaucrats carry guns. Here's a riddle, says Larry. Uh, what common ailment is shared by the U.S. Armed Forces, Public Education, and Senior Citizen Centers? Answer? All of these public service areas are understaffed and unable to carry out vital public tasks, but each can be remedied through involvement of human capital. You're not just a person anymore, Mark. You're human capital. You're human capital. You're worth something to the government. Well, you know, the government can ta- tax my labor. Apparently, they own it. They can decide, so they might as well be able to just ins- um, con- conscribe me and make me do what it is they want me to do, too. They can take my pay. Why can't they just... Make me do what they want me to do. Now, as a as a capitalist, uh, somebody who has capital at his disposal, it usually means things that you can invest, like money and other forms of wealth. Um, but in this case, the capitalists are the government, and they're using human capital and using and abusing them I in whatever way they want to. I can't think of a worse thing to do to America's young people than to make them work for the government. I mean, well, this guy thinks it's a wonderful well, idea. That's because that guy's an idiot. Um, I, you know, I'm sorry. A lot of uh, when young people go and they start working for the government, whether it's for the military or the post office or whatever, they realize they they begin to realize, hey, I don't really like this job. It stinks. Yeah, bu- and, being a bureaucrat, blows. but I can't get out of it, so I'll just do a work slowdown because that's what bureaucrats mm-hmm. pretty much do: work slowdown because they're not motivated in any way, shape, or form to go faster. Now, when I UPS, uh, when you're doing UPS versus uh, FedEx, well, if UPS can get it there in 24 hours and FedEx can get it there in 23, well, then UPS needs to rethink its model. Yep. Um, the post office, on the other hand, eh, we'll take four days because we'll <laughs> deliver it for we'll, we'll sub- give or take. We'll subsidize our uh, our delivery um, right. by making you pay for our buildings and land and all that other stuff. I love their uh, priority mail. Yeah, two to four days, we think. No guarantees. <laughs> we'll, we'll look at it a little harder and stuff. Well, let's go on here, because I want to hear from somebody who agrees with uh, Larry Gersten, the guy that wrote this article, somebody who thinks that this concept, this national service, is a good idea. And Gersten's going to do a fine job of fleshing out the, the idea. So if you didn't know what national service was before we started talking about it, you'll definitely get it here in a moment. 
Compulsory national service has at its core the simple idea of serving one's nation and community. How can you serve anybody if it's compulsory? Well, it's, you're a serve like a slave, a, a slave servant. servant. Yes, you're, you're a ser- it's, yes, that's exactly what it is. That's genuine servitude. I guess you're you right. You have to do it. He's being honest. Yes, yes. <laughs> Many nations have this requirement, although the areas of service, circumstances, and conditions vary greatly from country to country. For example, Israel applies compulsory service to universal military conscription, as do many um, countries. Great. So other countries do it. Let's do it too. Let's be like Israel, and let's be like Nigeria, where they require university students to assist in the schools upon graduation, or Mexico, where they mandate newly trained physicians to provide service in disadvantaged communities. Don't forget Egypt, that expects female secondary school graduates to work in literacy-challenged communities. We should be more like every other country in the world, Mark. No, Compulsory we should national service. Look, if the, the army needs to compete for um, the army, and, and every, as far as I'm concerned, all the United States bureaucracies need to compete for human capital the same way any other business does. I don't agree. That's not fair, because uh, bureaucracies can't compete in the same way that other businesses, in that they're funded by coercion, they're funded by tax dollars taken from people at gunpoint. And so, therefore, they can create all sorts of sick incentives for people to come work for them. Look at all the types of people that go work for the government. They're people that want an easy check. They're people that want an easy job. They want a nice pension after 20 years of working. The power-hungry. The gung-ho. Right. They can offer, they're, either, they're either power-hungry or they're lazy. It's like one or the other, as far as government bureaucrats are concerned. But government bureaucracies can offer things that businesses can't, because government bureaucrats and bureaucracies don't have a bottom line. They, they don't have, it doesn't matter to them. If they spend all their money, they'll get more the next year. Whereas a business always has to pay attention to how much money they have coming in, how much money they've got going out, a variety of different factors. So, no, they can't compete on the same level at all, well, ever. Them, them competing for human capital beats the heck out of them conscribing their human capital. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, well, let's continue. Um, imagine, says Mr. Gersten, a nationwide compulsory national service that blends all of these into a single program, one that requires all people upon a graduation of high school or the age of 18 to participate in any one of the areas discussed above, or others, for a period of 18 months or two years. Just two years out of your life, Mark. Isn't that worth it? Don't you care about your country? What are you talking about, care about my country? Don't you love America? I do love America. It's the United States government that makes me sick now and then, though. Don't and you want to come work for it's the politicians government? Make it like, it's politicians like this that would uh, s- s- seek to uh, enslave the American people that make me ill. Oh, enslave. What are you talking about? Enslave. You get to it's very you clear. If I don't go work for you in, in whatever capacity it is, may- maybe I get to choose my, my slavery. Yeah. But if I don't go work for you, what happens to me? Well, the guy doesn't really outline what he wants to no, happen. No, he's but not going to even discuss that. He can take a guess. Yes. The, the thing is, is you're going to get a sentence mm. to prison mm-hmm. where really bad things are going to happen to you. Like you'll get stuck with a shiv or sodomized <laughs> or something really sure. bad is going to happen to you. So why don't you just do what we say or, or we'll, else we'll put the, the inmates on you and they'll stick you with a knife. Well, that'd be great. But he says, Mark, that such a program would direct human energy in ways never before seen. Oh, yeah. With incredible it, it benefits will cause, for It society. will cause a slowdown in the American um, economy like yeah. we have never seen. Absolutely. Yeah. It will destroy will teach, the economy. You will teach these uh, 18 to 20-year-old Americans exactly what it takes to be a bureaucrat, and some of them will think it's a good idea, so they'll go into this line of work, which essentially right. produces nothing. Well, 
that's not entirely fair, but it produces less. They'll probably, if you if they do go in and create this national service program, there are people that are advocating this. Uh, of course there are. In, in government right what now. What a great idea. And can you imagine you're 18 years old, completely, I mean, you just got out of government high school, so you're a numbskull for the most part. You're 18 years old, brought into some government mandate, government make work program. And you pick whatever area of government that you want to go work, and you I find out fireman. You find out that being a bureaucrat means you pretty much get to sit around the office all day. Um, you'll collect a paycheck. It's, I mean, it's not going to be like like you aren't going to get paid. You're just being forced to work for the government, and the, so they'll pay you. And you'll find out that you know, being a bureaucrat, you get to sit around, you get to be lazy, watch some TV, eat. Nobody some ever gets fired around here. And they'll probably be selling you on the perks of continuing with a career in bureaucracy. After your two-year mandatory service is Why up. don't we all just go work for the government? I mean, if it's such a really great deal, why doesn't the entire American economy just stop and we all go work for the government? Maybe we can make all the businesses run by the government. Because hey, wouldn't that be like communist Russia? I think it'd be just like communist Russia. And that crap failed! Oh, but we can These do it These politicians right, need to get the hell out of our lives. Oh, but Americans are, are smarter than those Russian folk. We can do it right, right. here in America. Yeah, that's right. We'll have American-style communism, and it'll work. No. It's the free market that makes America has made America great, and we're still coasting on this free market that the government chips away at every single day. This low-life commie scum has more to say about his national service program. If you're somebody that supports the idea, if you're somebody that thinks that every... 18-year-old boy and girl in America should work for government bureaucracy, should serve in the military, should serve in the Peace Corps, serve in NASA, whatever you want to call it, whatever bureaucracy you want to choose. I want to hear from you. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. The show is Free Talk Live. It is a live Saturday edition, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The pack at 8.net, toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Live streams are available. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version as well, both completely free. Freetalklive.com. Plus, don't forget to get yourself registered for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, attaining economic and personal freedoms in America's freest state. This three-day event, February 23rd through the 25th, will be held convention-style in historic Concord, New Hampshire, with some of the program taking place in the State House. So register now at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum for more information and to get registered. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. We're talking about a really sick, twisted concept, and it's one that unfortunately has a significant amount of support on both Republican and Democratic sides Mm -hmm. of the aisle, so to speak. This is a bipartisan issue. Right. Uh, These people are talking about creating a program that will mandate that all 18-year-olds, whether they're male or female, all 18-year-olds in the United States have to work for the government for two years, 18 months to two years. And I want to know if you're one of the people that supports it. 800-259-9231. 800-259-9231. We'll talk more about the concept here in moments. I want to go to the phones right away and go to Bill in Virginia on the amplifier line. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hi, guys. Hey, what's uh, up? I would have to say that I am absolutely against such an idea, um, and I would probably need to point out that pretty much a lot of us already kind of work for the government and have no choice about it. Uh, well, if you pay work- taxes, sure. Well, I mean, that's a big one. You know, when, when you pay 30% of, you know, or more of your paycheck to the federal government, 
you are literally working for the government because their needs always come first and your needs always come last. It's true. So, yeah, I mean, it may only be one-third or, you know, 40% slavery, but it's slavery nonetheless. You know, what I always thought was interesting for the religious folks out there is that, um, you know, in olden times, the tithing, God only asked for 10%. How come the yeah, government asked for 25 that's voluntary. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's voluntary. You, know, I mean, um, you get to choose whether you do it or not. But, I mean, God only asks for 10. The government yeah, demands he 25. Asked. He didn't force. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so, you know, in addition to money, you know, anytime you work for any kind of business that has, you know, licenses or reporting requirements mm -hmm. or that requires you to keep records on your fellow citizens, have them show ID, get permission in the form of, like, prescriptions or permits to do things. Right. You know, you're enforcing those rules. You become a de facto agent of the government. Yep, if you're and collecting so, you sales know, tax. already got their claws into all kinds of stuff. Sure, not only are you enforcing their rules, but you're also spending your precious time doing those things as well, which, you know, your time should be valuable, and you aren't being sure. compensated I for I mean, it. talk about working to create nothing. You don't have to, you know, actually work for the government to do that. They'll waste your time anyway. Um, but this national service is like the next step towards total slavery. I mean, we're talking about, you're, you're pointing out the taxes are 40% here, 50% taxes. I mean, yes, that's definitely uh, slavery to an extent. But now we're talking about actually mandating that all kids in America, 18-year-olds, actually go to work for the government. That's even oh, worse. Oh, well, sure. I mean, it's like the Hitler youth. You know, they, they should be proud to support King George Bush II. Yep. Don't you think they should feel pride in our great nation, the homeland? I don't think it really matters which president it is. I mean, you know, it, both sides would be just happy as they could possibly be to see sure. this happen. Well, the, 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 oh, uh, the conservatives... Sure, once their president gets elected, they have no choice but to serve the other president. Yep, and besides, the cons a lot of cons so-called conservatives love the idea of mandatory service in the military. And uh, oh, sure. si similarly, the uh, so-called liberals love the idea of mandatory service in, like, the Peace Corps and crap like that. So it just, it really floats a lot of big government people's boats. And uh, to that extent, we're, we're going we're gonna to continue discussing it. And I know you're not for it. I really want to hear from someone who thinks it's a great idea at 800-259-9231. What else did you have on your mind tonight, Bill? Uh, I also wanted to kind of, you know, find out uh, if there were any updates on the Ed Brown thing. I've been kind of following it here and there. I've got, you know, a few details on what's going on. I didn't really know what, you know, this, uh, the present status of Ed was. I went, and looked at, you know, uh, I went and looked at the Ed Brown blog today and just saw, it seems like he continues to get media coverage, which is good, because that just means that more people are going to come across the story and more people are going to come up to New Hampshire and, and actually go and visit Ed. And so it seems like things are still sort of continuing on the same path. He's getting uh, consistent new media coverage He's uh, getting new people coming up and visiting him, and, and he still hasn't been uh, attacked by the feds, so we're still oh, sitting and waiting. Apparently, a lot of people were supposed to get together sometime today around 4 o'clock um, in order to get together for some sort of meeting. I heard uh, about I don't that. Really know, I don't really know what that was all about. I got kind of like a voicemail thing over email. Um, yeah, I got that, know. too. I don't know what happened. I don't know what the results were, but uh, if, 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 it's certain, if it's worthy of reporting, we're certainly going to bring it to you, Bill. Yeah, ho hopefully, you know, if somebody was there, uh, they'll they'll call into the show and give us an update and let Very us know good. what's going on. Thanks for the call. Appreciate hearing from Thank you. Thank you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Packet eight dot net toll free line. So back to the communist from sfgate dot com talking about 
national service and how wonderful it is to have our children serve the U.S. government. Oh, of course, that means they're serving all of you, but it, actually what it really means is it's slavery. We're going to be forcing kids into uh, working for government bureaucracies because if they don't want to go and work for the government bureaucracy, they're going to go spend some time in the pokey. In the United States, says Larry Gersten, Dozens of public policy areas remain open source simply because there aren't enough resources to go around. Some people point to our overstretched military and the need to add as many as 50,000 to 100,000 more members. Others emphasize myriad opportunities in schools, hospitals, retirement homes, religious institutions, parks. You know, we're going to have to have a large, large military if we want to take over the world. And other public facilities that lack enough people to provide quality services for all in need. Still, there are vocations with critical shortages, such as paramedics, nurses, and police aides, where young people could train with the idea that the knowledge they acquire you know, while performing the service as would lead to jobs at the end. As though there aren't um, private uh, entity nurses, EMTs, ambulance drivers, there isn't, like, like there aren't um, volunteer firefighters out there. I mean, 92%, I have to look at this uh, number to make sure it's, it's accurate, but 92%, uh, it's a little old number, are the amount of stations in America that are all volunteer fire stations. Mm-hmm. I mean, really? Do we really need the government, um, you know, it, it getting involved in this stuff? Well, you know, if it's true what he's claiming, and that is that there's a shortage in certain government areas then uh, that, that would mean that people don't want to work for the government. Because in the marketplace, if there's a shortage and you need to fill some positions on your staff, you just increase the benefits, you increase the pay, and you advertise the positions. And I guarantee you'll have a influx of people who would like to take those jobs, mm-hmm. who would like to move up from the burger flipper position they're currently at and move into something more important like saving lives, that sort of thing. Uh, if we just allow the market to handle it, all of these positions would be filled and people would be happy. But oh no, we've got to have some sort of centralized bureaucracy, some centralized control scheme for every person in America. And, uh, and of course, this is just going to lead down Let's, the line to some sort of placement test for all children to say, oh, okay, well, you're 18, now you get to take this little government placement test. 18, which, why not do it at 12? Which we'll bureaucr- decide how good they are, they are, like the brave new world. Exactly we'll like that. We'll decide what... We, the, the government picks them up at five years old, puts them in government school, then they have them until 20. Apparently, they're going to make little mindless automatons out of all of us. 1-800-259-9231 is the toll-free packet 8.net line. want to hear from you if you support the idea of compulsory national service. It's Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You bring up whatever's on your mind. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That is the packet 8.net toll free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list, updates.freetalklive.com. To get signed up for that, that's updates. .freetalklive.com. Do you have a child in your life? Be they son, daughter, or sibling, give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton teaches a child the basics of finance, money management, real estate investment. Um, Schools don't don't teach kids about money. Only their loved ones can do that. Give your special child A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich. Order it at akidsjourney.com. That's akidsjourney.com. Or call one 800 
657-5066. That's 1-800-657-5066. We're talking about national service, this uh, atrocious idea that is essentially going to force all 18-year-olds in the United States into uh, essentially working for the federal government. We'll get to, I want to hear from somebody that supports this concept. We'll flesh it out a little bit more here in moments. 800-259-9231. Let's go to the phones, though, and talk to Larry in Indianapolis listening on WXNT. Hey, Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? I think you're being a little naive when you talk about uh, that those are the only ones they're going to target. They're going to target all these kids that are getting out here with uh, with these uh, college loans, eighty, ninety thousand dollars, and can't find any work. They're going to offer them uh, forgiveness of those loans if they'll come to public to uh, some kind of government service. And the result of it will mm. be just like the National Guard when they get the wars pumping. They're going to send them all overseas and bring in slaves to handle the uh, actual work of this country. In the state of Indiana, there is a program called All Day Kindergarten, and it's going through legislatures all over the country. The aim is not... Hello? Goodness, sorry about that. (laughs) The, The aim of this program is not to educate these kids, but get them to get them in as early as they can, just like communism, and not to help them or get them started on a pathway for any type of occupation or anything, but it's to have the they have in these schools. Uh, I see where you're coming right from, Larry, and and I think I, I definitely understand where you're coming from I'm on coming this. Right, I'm coming but, right to the point. But they're going to be doing this to everybody who's 18. I mean, they're not even going to have a chance go. to go to college. If they make it, if they if they can make it through kindergarten without being placed on dope, they have now kindergarten classes set up with with. Uh, Five-year-old kids with the people with masters in technology right in the class to uh, diagnose whatever mental problem they have and to force dope on them. Yeah, they do love prescribing Ritalin. And if you don't take the Ritalin, then they won't allow the kids to go to government schools, which, of course, you shouldn't be putting your kids in government schools if you really care about your kids. Larry, how come people can't see it? They can't see it because what happens is these girls that are on welfare to work when they get a little job or something, and then they kids go to one of these schools, they say, "Well, what what do you want? A check for three hundred a month or a check for six hundred a month?" They say, "I'll take the six hundred." Well, and they say, "Well, your kid has this uh, psychotropic disease, so that mother's gonna get that money, and she's gonna get the, the about four thousand uh, dollars in return from the government that she have not paid mm-hmm. in, also. So it's motivated by money and greed on one hand, but the, our government uh, have been involved." in uh, slavery and stuff before. Yeah, this certainly isn't the first time. You're right, Larry. Thanks for the the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Let's go to Terry in Indianapolis, listening on WXNT. Hey, Terry, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, how you doing, guys? Good. What's up? Not much. I'm I'm a a true libertarian, I think, but uh, I'm actually kind of for some sort of service. Before you can suck on the the government's teeth, you have to at least come and, and serve the government in some way, with the government being all of us. Um, the idea of, of being able to get on welfare or anything like that without even... Well, wait a minute. As a libertarian, you shouldn't be supporting national service. You should be supporting the abolishment of government welfare. Let's get rid of the teeth. I do. No, no, no. Trust me, I do, but I, I'm, I'm kind of realistic about it. I'm, I'm... Well, wait. What's what's unrealistic about getting rid of these government programs? I, you know, are, that, you, are you really that defeated, Terry? Terry, that's not even fair. I mean, welfare is a smaller program than it was in the 80s. We have beaten it back. I mean, well, now you're going to give up? I'm, yeah, I am. As far as I'm concerned, get rid of, of Social Security, get rid of uh, Medicare, get rid of all that. There should be no such thing as government insurance. But, but, However, 
my, my, my feeling on that matter is that until that's, that's the case, I want somebody to have to earn their way onto those programs. I see where you're um, coming from, but and, and, it only and, and, bolsters and want, the program. I don't, mandatory. I don't want it to be mandatory. I don't want it to be mandatory at any particular age. But before you can suck on that teat, you better, you better earn it. I think the problem that you're going to f- uh, face here, Terry, is that you're going to be advocating all these changes. You're going to spend your time advocating changes for, uh, for the government welfare system, whereas you could spend your time and effort advocating the complete abolishment of it. It's really just Actually, a misdirected I, I work, effort. Actually, I work for the free tax. I don't work for any of this kind of thing. But you the fair tax? Somebody who... Absolutely. Yeah, so Ugh. that's another example. I was actually going to jump to that since you brought it up. Perfect opportunity. The people working for the fair tax, I think, are really just spinning their wheels um, because they're not doing anything to make the government smaller. All they're doing is rearranging the uh, essentially the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. It's, it's the first step. I, I believe it's the first step. To, but to there's be been just- millions of dollars spent uh, to promote this fair tax idea. There have been, you know, books promoted. There have been radio shows. Uh, but this idea has but been picked realize, out all over the place. That the government loses its ability to, to, to reward behavior when there's a flat tax, or not, not flat tax, but what I'm calling the fair tax, because at that point they can say, oh, you get you get the write-off for this particular behavior because we like that behavior. We've actually had it's the fair tax. Over- that's not true, though, because the government's um, because the fair tax is going to give a um, welfare pre-bate. check, the a pre-bate. prebate to every but American same, who has children. It's the same, but it's so the same, I mean, no, so the government's rewarding the behavior of having children. No, no, it's every American yeah, get, household. No, no, every 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 household gets the check. That's yep. not the point. So I mean, it, it's not a behavior issue. It's basically when you spend money. As far as I'm concerned, we need to, to shrink the government as much as possible. However, until that time, let's at least make it so it's not a. Uh, how come we managed to make it since um, 1913? How did we make it before 1913 without the income tax? I mean, here you are just giving up the ghost. Look, man, we've had the we were we went without the income tax a heck of a lot longer than we went with it. I agree with you. I mean, you're, you're preaching the choir, sir. This concern, but well, I don't know if you're the to- I don't know if you're completely the choir. I know you agree with us on a lot of things, but you started your call, Terry, by talking out against welfare, and now you're supporting the fair tax, which is the biggest welfare program that America has will ever see. Every American household will be getting a check from the government. How can you support that? I can support it because we can throttle it easily by household. Are a lot easier than we can in the, in the current system. The current system is. What do you broken. mean by throttle it? What do you mean by that? Throttle. You turn, just turn that 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 stipend check down, or unfortunately. You think Americans uh, are going to turn hold down on, a check? Hold on. You, how come we can't turn down the income tax now? How come we can't tell the government just ratchet those income brackets back? Man, once you've got a government program, that baby goes on forever. You remember the uh, the uh, the tax for the Spanish American War sitting on your cell phone bill? I mean, the government doesn't get rid of programs. I, I agree with you guys. Yeah, but then agree change. with us. Stop the, advocating new government programs. So, so what I'm saying, ask for everything or nothing is what you want. Uh, no, so no, no. Take, take, steps, take steps in that direction. Want, but don't take steps to the side. Right. You're not actually taking a smaller side, government though. step, Terry. Oh, it, is, it is so the way to do a government. Because right now there's no way. You have to go through and kill every individual program. And there's special interest groups, and they get hidden in other bills and whatnot. This is a complete overhaul. It's a chance to do it at least in a way. I, mean, I do still think that we need to have some sort of tax, obviously. I mean, there are national defense issues and roads and, and whatever. And we can all debate that issue, what becomes mm-hmm. a government program what doesn't. But as far as, uh, as, as how we collect that money, I really do think it needs to be based on, on something other than, well, we want you to spend less, less gas, so we're going to tax your SUV. We want you to use less electricity, so we'll give you a, a tax break for some behavior. Because it just it turns out to turn to macromanage every single 
itty bitty tiny part of your life, which obviously, as I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a conservative libertarian. I consider myself a social Darwinist, I guess, more than anything. But um, I, I just don't think we can make those changes. <laughs> there's so there's tens of thousands of rules. Let's just wipe them all out. But for some reason, you think that out. these the you think that the lobbyists that are in control of Washington D.C. are going to allow these changes, these uh, this no, fair tax no. change? They've bastardized no, I, I everything else they've gotten a hold of. Why are why are you going to get off okay? I'm hoping that, that there's other issues involved here that... that Sounds really Pollyanna-ish. Let's create a new government program, and this time it'll be a good one. A new bureaucracy. Give more power to the Social Security Administration to hand out checks to every American household. As a, as a small government conservative, you really need to rethink the fair tax. And I would like to point you to, I think it's Mises.org. There's an excellent rebuttal to virtually all of the points on the fair tax. That's M-I-S-E-S dot O-R-G. And that doesn't mean I'm for the income tax. I'm not. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free. Though we do ask that you voluntarily support the show by, for instance, buying some stuff like Free Talk Live branded merchandise at store.freetalklive.com. We've got Free Talk Live hats, Free Talk Live t-shirts. Uh, we've got the Free Marketeer flag. We also have classic archive DVD collector sets. It's all there. And it's high quality stuff. No crap. That's store. FreeTalkLive.com. So, Mark, we've been talking about the uh, we've talked about the fair tax in the past, and I don't want to rehash a bunch of it right now. But I want I know there's probably a lot of people listening tonight that just heard us get off the phones with uh, Terry a moment ago mm-hmm. and are thinking, oh, those guys just don't know enough about the fair tax. They just don't they just don't realize how good of a thing it is for America. Let oh, me yeah. tell you, yeah, we've had the we've had the fair tax on the show. Yeah, we we've had them had... on for an hour and a half on and the show. We've, the one of, the longest interview we've ever done. One of the longest interviews. And um, you know, we know about the fair tax. We, we just... know about it, and it, and I just feel like it is totally rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic. It's a total waste of effort, and it's all also a total fantasy on the part of the fair tax advocates to believe that when they pass the fair tax, which is just going to be a law, they're just going to pass a, a bill that will be uh, will implement the fair tax. They will also have to, at the same time, if they if they want to get what they want, and I don't believe they will, they'll also have to repeal the 16th Amendment. It's a little more difficult to repeal an amendment of the Constitution than to pass a law. You don't really repeal one. You essentially pass a new con- new amendment, and that's. Uh, three-quarters of the states and um, two-thirds of the House and two-thirds of the Senate. Right. So, again, maybe they could get the fair tax to pass, but it's pretty unlikely that they're going to be able to repeal the 16th Amendment. So then what you're going to have is a situation where the United States of America has a fair tax, so-called, of course, how anyone could call 25% sales tax fair or any tax fair, I don't understand that either, but you're going to have a, a national sales tax, tremendously large national sales, sales tax. And at the same time, the politicians will come to you and they'll say, you know, Americans, uh, we, we tried to get rid of the 16th Amendment, but we just don't have enough people to do it. You know, here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll, we'll make it so the 16th Amendment, so the income tax, it's, it's still going to be out there, but it's only going to apply to the richest 
4% of Americans. And that's not you, so who cares, right? It's just the, let's tax those rich people. They, and that's no one how likes done. them anyway. That's how it's done. They turn the majority against the minority. It's easy. It's really easy. When you say we're only going to tax the, um, the top 5% of the, the wage earners, and those people probably got their money by exploiting their workers and all that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stuff anyway, and they can afford it. It's no, it what, what is it for them? One less yeah, drop in the bucket. It's a, one less yacht. Their, their yachts are going to be 75 feet instead of 80 feet They'll long. use all those points on the American people, and the American people will just nod and say, yeah, yeah, tax those rich people, just mm-hmm. like they did back in the fir- uh, beginning of the 20th century. That's exactly. The income, tax, happened. the income tax didn't start out on poor people. The income stack, tax had a bracket. What changed? Well, um, the inflation. Mm-hmm. In, w- slowly, people's wages inflated into the tax bracket. People making fourteen thousand dollars a year—that was really rich back at the uh, right. turn of the century. The now, people making fourteen thousand exactly. So that—that's what they did, and they're going to do it all over again. To trust the politicians on this fantasy, and the whole idea that so-called conservatives could support a national welfare program like this mm. is beyond the pale. I do not understand it. You're supposed to be a small government person, and you're supporting an idea that will put every American household on the dole? And then you think? You think that you can put every American household on the dole from the government? And then you think you're going to be able to turn it around after that? It's oh, communist it's Russia. Bring out the sickles and the stars, baby. If, you're, if everybody's on the dole from the government, we're communists. Yeah. Exactly right. Let's go uh, to the phones, to the fun. Brandon in Japan. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, Brandon. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good morning, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, not too much. wanted to talk about national service, and actually I wanted to uh, address a couple points that the previous caller made. Certainly. Um, I've worked in government. I've worked as a coach. I've worked as a consultant. I've worked um, directly as a government union employee. And the concept of, quote-unquote, earning your way into the government system is an impossibility because the government does not create wealth. So how can you earn the benefits that the government steals from other people to pay you in order to get a right to get to that? Mm. It's absolutely impossible. Great uh, point. They don't create wealth. Um, as far as the national service, I think that um, on one hand, I could definitely maybe make the Thomas uh, Jonathan Swift kind of claim that uh, government service is a good thing for everybody because it wasn't really until I started working in government that I got to see just how corrupt, how inefficient, um, how crappy the system is. I mean, I knew that government was bad, but I really didn't have my eyes really opened until I was actually inside the system and I got to see the incompetence firsthand. Still, yeah, but that doesn't though, work right. on most people. You know as well as I do right. that most people that go into um, government work, they find out, wow, this is a pretty good paycheck. I mean, it's an above-average paycheck because it's not created by the marketplace. Right. It's above-average paycheck for doing below-average work, and um, people aren't prodded to really do anything, plus should be to talking, accomplish anything. Plus, you'd be ta- you're talking about 18-year-old American kids who would love to have an easy job where... Uh, Virtually nothing gets done and they can get paid for If the it. government was motivated to do their job right, we would have won the war in Iraq and we'd be home by now. Right, absolutely. Well, I mean, I'm, like I said, it's kind of, a, it's kind of a, a nonsensical proposal and it's pretty much in line with the same people that say, well, the military was great for me, so everyone needs to serve the military. Yep, or, it's that same uh, exact reasoning. And as Mark had pointed out earlier this week, people who've been in prison have said that, oh, well, it was a life-changing experience. Prison, turn, spend a few prison years there. turned me around. I recommend everybody goes to prison. Right. 
So if we're going to propose national service, why don't we take it one step further? Why don't we have every single business in America required by law to hire at least one government worker to work in their business? That to, oh, how would that work? Well, it's, well, it's very easy. I mean, you can, you can, have, uh, you can have employment requirements. Uh, you can make every worker in America have to have a government union card um, where after 18 they have to do some kind of service requirement or education requirement. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of goes back to the breeder card. It's indoctrination. Um, but wait, how would it work? I mean, if, if a private business owner had to have a government employee, would the private mm-hmm. business owner not be able to actually tell the government employee what to do? I mean, how would the, how would the interaction between those two work? Well, what you could do is is you could still have you could still have um, you can still have that government employee still be under the uh, supervision of the business. However, the business would have to pay the government um, the wage to the government, and then the government redistributes that money back to that individual. So that individual gets their paycheck from the government, not from the business. But would the What's business nice owner be able to fire the government employee? Uh, the business owner would probably have to fill out a myriad of paperwork explaining specifically <laughs> why that government worker is going to be fired. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a nightmare. Brandon, thanks for the call. Right. appreciate hearing from sure, you. Sure, no problem. 800-259-9231, the toll-free number. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. We're talking about a uh, really bad idea. It's called national service. And it's it's been on the table um, since, I think it was Charles Rangel. He keeps bringing it out every year, year after year. Uh, with the idea, with the explanation that well, this will help make the uh, distribution of uh, class system in the military more equitable, you know, because everybody will be forced to uh, to go into the military. But he's actually proposing something more wide cutting than that. He wants every and and it's not just him; it's a bunch of people in government. They want every 18-year-old, male or female, in the United States to spend at least 18 months, if not two years, working for the government. And there's uh, there's more on this, but we got to go to the phones. It's George in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hello, George. Yes, sir. Hey, gentlemen. Hey. You guys have got to address the Federal Reserve. Oh, we've addressed it many a time. All, all right. Well, you know, have you seen uh, Alan Russo's uh, latest film? It's Aaron Russo, and it's uh, America, we, Freedom to Fascism. We were yes, at the we uh, preview, yes. Yes. Oh, good. But here's the thing. All of this creation of wealth, taxation... Etc. Accountability and all. When you have an institution as the Federal Reserve is that can create wealth out of nothing, that permits it doesn't create wealth out of nothing. It creates money out of nothing. It creates money out of nothing, which allows you to buy wealth, which is wealth is resources. And when you have this that has gone on for as long as we have, and the Pentagon who spends loses trillions of dollars a year. Yeah, they blow it up. Boom. <laughs> yeah, and but with no accountability. No. And this yep. stuff that's, about people ask them to do it. <laughs> and you about know, balanced budgets and the federal, deficits and that's a that's such a, a farce and a George, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up and uh, and we will definitely address it. And thank you for the call. The Federal Reserve is a really despicable organization. Most people don't understand what it does. No, they figure it, inflation makes good sense. It but is we a, didn't have inflation right. when we were on the gold standard. It is a printing press for the U.S. government. If the government can't tax you enough, they just print out what they need, spend it uh, with the military-industrial complex. The guys that get the money at the top, they benefit. Everybody else hurts because the money supply inflates. Prices go up. Things get worse. Hour number two is on the way. More about national service coming up. 
Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition, and it's your show. You can take control of the airwaves, bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there, completely free. Oh, and uh, they're on us. Those other radio shows want to charge you for their sites. We do it for free, freetalklive.com. We go right into the phone calls here. Still want to talk about national service. Still want to hear from somebody that supports the idea. We had one call last hour that was sort of wishy-washy, sort of, eh, wasn't really a supporter. I really want to hear from someone that thinks the idea of compulsory national service is a, uh, as a good idea. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's go to Matthew in Boca Raton, listening on WFTL. Hey, Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good. What's good. on your mind? Uh, yeah, I was just calling. It was actually the uh, first time I've listened to you guys this evening. And uh, first I wanted to ask, um, how deeply have the writings of Ayn Rand affected you guys' opinions on various economic policies? Honestly, I, the only Ayn Rand book I ever read was Anthem, and that was back in high school. So I, I have not really been influenced by Ayn Rand. I've, I've read a couple of her books. I like them, um, but I, I'm not, I wouldn't consider myself an objectivist. I see. But my... And, but my you know, my thoughts do jibe with a lot of objectivist thinking. Mm, exactly. And um, also, on the, on the whole national service, being forced into national service, I really don't think you have anything to worry about on that issue. What do you mean? I mean, you know, the conservative movement in America is strong enough where if anybody were to actually try and implement something like that, the backlash would be so great that it would just totally devastate I don't think you, you think know they... your conservative brethren, uh, brethren very well. A lot no. of them support this idea. I can't see it. I think conservatives love the, the conservatives worship at the altar of the military. They love the whole idea of a draft. But, no, no. I mean, that combined with the fact that, you know, liberals despise the military, coupled with the fact that nobody wants their child going off to war, regardless of whether they're a conservative or a liberal. And, exactly. I mean, that it you don't know what they're doing I mean, here there yet. There would be such a huge backlash that you couldn't... But Matthew, see, here's the way they're going to get around it. It's not going to be a draft anymore. It's going to be national service, and they're going to make it so that, oh, well, you get to choose which bureaucracy you go and work for. So Certainly, you won't have to go to war. You could go and uh, pack boxes for some other bureaucracy. But nobody... I mean, freedom is too great in this country where people would actually allow themselves to be forced to do something directly out of high school. Are you I mean, telling me that you think post 9/11, um, the 9/12, 2001, well, if George Bush said America, we need a draft, you don't think we would have had a draft? Oh, there would have been no draft. Are you what? kidding? No, I'm not kidding you. I believe yeah, that a draft is coming. No, a draft won't come. I, I hope you're right. I really do. Backlash. I mean, I, I am in college at the moment. I think I know the pulse of the present person in college and it would just be so overwhelming a you know disgust for something like that that they couldn't possibly implement it. i truly hope you're right about that and i i i agree that there will be a backlash if they do institute a draft but if they pull it in as this national service concept i don't know if americans will realize what they're looking at 
Because if they are well, forcing I mean, everyone into the military and they're just forcing them to go work for the government in some way, shape, or form, then will Americans key in on the fact that it's still slavery? Yes, I think they can figure that out. Whenever somebody's forced to do something at the point of a gun, that, you know... But Americans pay taxes. Forced, yes, they do, but I mean... But they're being forced the to do whole, that at the point of a gun. And most of them, some of them are happy about it. For, for how long has that taken to actually implement the tax code up to this period of time? It wasn't an overnight deal. It wasn't a it's bill true. that got passed and then everybody had to do it. It was over a long, gradual period of time, your old frog and hot water thing. Mm-hmm. I see now, that point. But uh, with this, it would be an overnight thing. And, you know, there's so much of a presence of conservative media nowadays that the word would spread and there would just be too large a backlash that they couldn't implement. I, I hope you're right about that, and uh, that's all I can say to it. Thanks for the call. We appreciate right, hearing from you, you, man. 800-259-9231. I see where he's coming from, and I, I believe there would be a backlash. But with with uh, with puff pieces like the one we started reading last hour, and I will continue because it's just so bad. Uh, the, this puff piece and this SF Gate, San Francisco Gate, essentially outlining the plan for this national service idea. It, it really just paints it in such rosy colors, like oh, this is the best thing that could possibly happen to the United States. I'll give you an example. Uh, this again from the SF Gate. The author says that uh, just think, Mark of how quickly we could ameliorate the problems of New Orleans if Americans volunteered in large numbers. You see how they changed the wording? The first, uh, the first paragraph of this article said compulsory national service, but now it's called volunteering. Mm. This isn't voluntary. No, it's a, the, volu- the voluntary portion is a lie, because you've got to do it. If it's national service, you're going to have to go. And I'd like to say we had a big bureaucracy out there in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And they were turning around trucks full of water. People were dying in the Superdome. They were turning when around the, the volunteers. Ins- yes, they were. It, Americans do want to volunteer and will volunteer. It's the government that got in the way of Americans helping Americans. Yep. It's the government that caused people to get raped in the Superdome. I'm sorry. It's the government that built the levees that caused the disaster in the, in the first, first place. place. It wasn't a hurricane. It was a flood. And it was a flood made by the National the, the Army Corps of Engineers. Yep. I'm sorry. It's officious bureaucrats, lazy, useless bureaucrats that caused the damage in the first and place. Now and then we think turn, we, they can fix it? Now they want to turn every American teenager into an officious bureaucrat. Mm-hmm. That's what the plan is. It's called national service, and it's being talked about in the halls of power right now. Continuing the article, or imagine how quickly the United States would catch up on our severe public education deficiencies relative to other nations if we simply added teachers' aides to after-school programs. No, the re- America has gone down in ed- um, a national ed- or on a worldwide scale amongst education ed- when the federal government got involved in the first but place. But don't you understand? Ever the since they got more government bureaucrats, no, Mark. the problem has been more government bureaucrats. Every time you add one, our scores go down nationally. Why? Because the government believes that you can make one one size fit all when it comes to school, and you can't. All of these, the solution to schools, of course, is to get it out of the government's hands entirely and allow the market to handle it. But he says all of these areas of need and others could be addressed with the availability of hundreds of thousands of citizens each year. (laughs) You are a tool to be used by people like this. That's his attitude. Mm Mm-hmm. 
The idea of compulsory national service he's has a central, merit. He's a central planner. Yes, he is. Yeah. The idea of compulsory... He's got a five-year five plan for you. No, actually, he's got three important reasons. <laughs> and here are the merits, according to him. First, this nation has the need for human capital, which, if harnessed, could improve the well-being of all Americans... Because, uh, oh, yes, Mark, the history of government has obviously been that it improves uh, people's well-being. Right. What? That's ridiculous. Government has killed uh, more people than all the murderers in, in all of history combined. More, more than anything. I mean, yeah. government is what kills people. Yep. Millions and millions of people died as a result of government actions in the 20th century, um, more so than any disease, more so than anything else. Giving some, deadly. giving some guy with a great idea control of the government is what, in fact, kills people. Right, and That's what Hitler did. That's what Stalin did. And this guy, I'm sorry, those guys, when they got in control, they thought they had a really great idea. This guy thinks he has a really great idea. And if you get in his way, he's, he's going to have to kill, kill you. you, too. Because yep. if I don't want to go into his national service, now, I'm, I'm above the age. I'm 36. But so, if you were 18. But if I was 18 and I said, you know what? I don't really want to go national service. They say, well, son, you've got to. Everybody goes. And I'd say, no, I'm not going to. I'm free. Remember, this is um, the land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, sorry, son, you're going to have to go. No, I'm not going to go. And then it would go back and forth for a little mm -hmm. while until somebody said months or weeks or months later, they're going to put me in jail because I'm not going. And I say, nope, I'm not going to. I'm not going to go. Sooner or later, they would either force me, they would grab me and throw me in a cell in a gulag somewhere mm -hmm. in a concentration camp, or if I tried to fight them vociferously enough, they'd, they'd put a bullet you. in me. Yep. If I tried to fight hard enough, they'd put a bullet in me. And everybody would be saying how un-American you were. Yeah, I'd be the bad guy, but I would want to be free. America is about freedom and Drafts are not freedom. Drafts are conscription. They are slavery. They are un-American. They are wrong. National service is also slavery. It's the new term for the draft. 800-259-9231. And I want to hear from you if you support the idea. Come on. I know you're out there. 1-800-259-9231. There's no good reason for it. This guy's going to give us three good reasons. Well, here I'd love moment. to hear him. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live, live Saturday edition, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the Packet8.net toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free. And that does include the archives. An entire year's worth of the show right there for your downloading convenience. Front page of the site. Grab them up. FreeTalkLive.com. Who's the most pro-liberty individual in the United States Congress? Many people would say that's Ron Paul. Register now for the New Hampshire Liberty Forum, February the 23rd through the 25th, 2007. So that's this month. Meet presidential candidate Congressman Ron Paul and other influential people who support your freedom. Register now at FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. That's FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. To the phones, to the fun, let's talk to David in Deerfield Beach, listening on WFTL. Hey, David. Hello. Uh, you know about that flood in New Orleans? Yes. Everybody talks about what happened afterwards, but it didn't have to happen if that wall didn't split. You're absolutely right. Yep. And, and you know, there's levees all over the world built by private companies that hold up. How come the, uh, the Army Corps of Engineers just couldn't hold up? Yeah, but of course they can't do anything right. That's exactly right. The government can't do anything right. 
that levee split on the seams, just where the sections of wall join, hmm. because that seams were t- attached together with a three inches of uh, concrete notch that goes all the way from the bottom to the top. And, and concrete, like you can't make a crowbar out of concrete. When there's pressure put on concrete, it cracks. Mm. A, a little three-inch notch. Now, they should have put a metal plate from the top to the bottom about th- three or four feet wide with a two, uh, two se- where the seams join on both sides of the wall and bolts all the way through the wall holding that plates, those two plates, Shoulda, woulda, coulda. You know, you think that, I mean, you'd think with the amount of money that the military has, they certainly could have afforded to do it right, but they didn't. They probably paid double what it was worth anyway to build it. Why didn't we get a good wall out of it? Because Because the government stinks. Yep. Well, because they didn't have a little common sense, and they spent more than double. They spent about ten times what it's worth. And also they could have put some buttresses where the walls joined. Not only do they not have common sense, but they also don't have incentive. They don't under. It doesn't matter to the Army Corps of Engineers. There's no punishment uh, for them for for uh, essentially what resulted in killing uh, people, in destroying people's homes. All of this damage was caused by their ignorance. And uh, they, uh, whoever it was that was in charge of that project, <laughs> you think they've been brought up on charges or had to pay any sort of re- uh, restitution or anything? No, no, they're, they're not having their paycheck, paychecks docked. There's no. He got, he got a retirement bonus, a huge retirement bonus. And <laughs> And he's still getting paid, and he's got more money than than you or me uh, ten times over. Yep, yep, and they'll keep getting the funding year after year. David, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. He gets okay. it. Eight, yes, he does. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We're talking about a uh, really terrible idea called national service. And there's some jerkball out in uh, San Francisco. He's a political scientist. I thought he was San Jose at San Jose State University. Well, the article's in the SF Gate. It's and pretty close. He's outlining his plan for national service. Uh, He wants to put your kids, or you, if you're 17 or 18, in in a bureaucracy, a government uh, bureaucratic job, and force you to work for a bureaucracy for two years. And here's here's why he says you should do it. He says, first, if harnessed, this human capital could improve the well-being of all Americans. It's a form of energy productivity we simply haven't utilized and should rely upon to ensure the best quality of life. This guy has no idea about uh, wealth, the creation of wealth, or anything like that, because quality of life is improved by the marketplace, by individuals in search of a profit coming up with new products and services to offer to people um, for purchase. And that's what makes life better. Not some government bureaucrats. Uh, they don't do anything to make life better. In fact, all they do is make life worse. They suck the wealth out of the economy. They, they're essentially a parasite on wealth producers. You and I, Mark, people, anybody that works in the, uh, the free market or the, what remains of a free market, anyone that works in the marketplace creating a product or services creating wealth, the government can't create anything, so it has to take money from you, take things from you, and uh, and ascertain them into itself, making well, itself bigger, but not, not actually true. creating anything. The government can create things. It just does it very inefficiently. Let, let, let's take, for instance, uh, firefighters. Okay. Um, the government, you know, there's a private service called ambulance service, and then there's a public service called the, the fire department. Um, they do the same job, but ambulance drivers in private companies generally get paid significantly less mm-hmm. than the uh, fire fi- fire departments do and they don't have uh, central buildings where like fire departments do fire departments build these big expensive um, brick buildings yeah. I mean, usually am- ambulance companies kind of like taxi cabs they just sit somewhere and wait for a call and then off they go 
And uh, so the companies run them significantly more efficiently than do the fire departments, but the fire department does do the same thing that the ambulance company does, and that is provide people with a quick, fast, loud ride to the hospital. They may provide they may provide services, and yes, you're right, they are very expensive, but they don't actually create any wealth because those services that they're providing are paid for on a involuntary basis through taxes. Let's continue with his uh, points, though, as to why we should have so-called national service. He says, second, too many people reach the age of 18 or high school graduation with little thought about their future. Some go to college as a placeholder, gaining little in the process because they have no direction. Others, lacking focus, drift from job to job with no developed skill sets. Now, again, he's talking about the end of and he's right on this part. There are kids that get out of high school with little direction in life. Yeah, sure. And Lots of people get out of uh, high school that way. Maybe that's because government schools really suck, too. Hmm. Well, says, the private school I went to, um, the, you know, the amount of kids that went to on to college was significantly higher than the ones that went to public school. He says compulsory service would help people find direction while serving society and while building character. Third, citizenship is about more than rights. It's also about obligations to one's fellow citizens and nation. The U.S. government provides an array of services and programs to all Americans, not the least of which includes protection from harm, an economic safety net, and constitutional guarantees. Yes, we pay for these things in the form of taxes, but we also need to pay in the form of human contributions. Mm. <laughs> this guy, um, he might, it's Brave New World, right here. Yeah, negative, it really is. Negative utopia. And I mean, this is exactly what this guy wants to build. He's also playing on people's sense of nationalism by his, with his appeal to citizenship, the idea that you're a citizen, American, and you have certain responsibilities. Wait, how did I get citizen. to be a citizen? Ooh, that's an interesting question, isn't it? Well, if you actually go and look up the definition of citizen in a law, a law dictionary, in fact, even uh, dictionary.com, regular dictionaries have a similar di uh, definition, a citizen is an individual who owes a duty of allegiance to a government in return for protection. Unfortunately, and I hate to rain on all you people who believe your citizens' parades, unfortunately, the Supreme Court has ruled time and time again that the uh, government at all levels, federal, state, and local, has no responsibility to protect you at all under and no you, circumstances if you wonder about that if you say whoa hey what, what are you talking about if you wonder if that's true then how come the police department doesn't get sued every time somebody gets murdered how come the police department isn't there to stop me from getting murdered mm. well because that's not what their job is their job is to come and clean up the mess they're not exactly. their job isn't to protect me how, how come, um, you know, I mean, what are we going to do, sue the government if they lose a war? It's not the government's job to protect you. People have tried to sue over police uh, malfeasance and that sort of thing, police screw-ups, and that's when the Supreme Court has ruled, sorry, no obligation to protect. Well, no. if there's no obligation to protect, then there can be no citizen by definition. There are no citizens. And if it's not the government's job to protect, then what is it the government's job to do? Maybe you can answer that question. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves. Toll free at 800-259-9231. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The wiki's there. 
Over a thousand pages created by listeners like you. WIKI.freetalklive.com gets you to it. It's like the listener editable version of our website. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. How close were the philosophies of Nietzsche and the Nazis? Check out this fascinating new DVD by Dr. Stephen Hicks, available at Laissez-Faire Books. How did the Nazis come to power in one of the most educated and civilized countries in the world? And was Nietzsche's philosophy the inspiration? Check out this and many other books and videos on, on liberty at lfb.com. That's laissez-faire books, lfb.com. Let's go to the phones. Two to fun. Let's talk to Jesse in Miami. Uh, listening on WFTL. Hey, Jesse, you're on Free Talk Live. Okay, yeah. I'm my, I got a son. He's 11 years old. And I used to have to take him to the mailman center here in Miami, Jackson. Okay. Because they wanted the research because he was premature without a hand. So now, is there going to be like a 4F when, uh, or can I go get him a job with the government now? Wait a minute. You're asking if there's going to be a 4F. That's uh, that's uh, that's from back in the draft days, right? That's uh, some right. sort of an exemption. Right. That you had a because they wouldn't accept you because of you had a defect. Well, no. I think Are that that's gonna... that was only back in the day when the draft was just for the military. What they're planning here is a national service program. It's the new word for a draft because they're going to be able to draft your kid into various different government bureaucracies. So if he can't serve in the military, then he might go and, for instance, um, serve lunches at a, at a school or something like that. They, they, they'll have some other form of slavery for him. That's what I'm wondering about because I, I, I'm from the 60s. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was in the draft. I served my time. That's what I was wondering, because the government doesn't try to give him any help at all. They won't give him rehabilitation or nothing. And I'm just wanting to know, when he goes have to sign up, if you're in a wheelchair or you have Malter's fault, however you say that word. Okay. But if they have that. Are they still going to have to serve, or are they going to say, oh, no, you're not good enough? Multiple sclerosis. I am not sure. I don't know what the exact details of the program are no, going to be. No, the guy's be, just but... proposing it. It's some political scientist's brainchild. At this point, he hasn't right. worked out all the uh, the wrinkles, and I, I suspect know, he's that... from San Francisco. Yeah. They're moving, they're moving that direction. Well, the, the other guy who proposes the, the actual law, Charles Rangel's from New York, and uh, there are people on both sides of the aisle that favor it, and it's pretty scary stuff. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. You can believe there's people right there in Deerfield Beach that support the draft and national service. Let's talk to Andre in Vegas, still looking for someone that supports the idea. Andre, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello. Hi. What's on your mind? Um, I I definitely don't support that idea. I think Good. it's a horrible idea. <laughs> um, what do you see happening? Well, the national service is just another name for a draft. Yep, that's right. And what they're doing now is uh, a backdoor draft. Um, I just got out of the military, well, in 2004. Um, when I joined, I, you know, I signed for a, a four-year contract, mm-hmm. and I saw the writing on the wall. And when it was my time to get out, they were implementing stop loss. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, people couldn't retire. People couldn't. Uh, get out of the unit. You couldn't transfer. That happened to and, you. So you were stop lost. Well, to a point, I was lucky enough to get to be able to get out. Um, I got out before my unit was um, uh, put under stop loss, hmm. only by a week. Wow. So, you know, I'm surprised they haven't been, come back after you because you're you're also, you're also in the ready reserves after you get out of your active duty. Correct. That's correct. You gotta 
serve a total of eight years active or inactive. Have they tried to get you back? Um, no. But uh, I have very a lot fortunate. of friends that have been out, and they're getting called back left and right. It's been picking up, like, really a lot. Andre, thanks for the call. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. In case you haven't heard, stop loss is, a, as he described it, a backdoor draft. When you're in the military and your time is running out, mm-hmm. you've got your date that you're supposed to be out of the military, they say uh, they come to you and say, oh, Mark, uh, you know, you're not going home. What? Oh, but my, my, end of, my end of service date's coming up. Yeah, we've changed all that. Well, now you're staying until we say you can go home. Yeah, because when you sign up, you, you're not signing up for four years. You're signing up for eight. It's just four of it is in the ready reserves, essentially right. not serving. So it's a little trick they've got. Yep. But they don't put that on the contract. They put that in the uh, military, co- uh, you know, the, the, all their little rules. And, and the contract says this, all those little rules in that book that you um, didn't read yet, well, those apply. You know, this is what I think is going to happen in this uh, mm. situation with this um, national service. Okay. I think that... When the military needs people, like say we invade Iran too, yeah, you know we've got to take over the world after all. That way we can bring peace and democracy <laughs> to every planet on Earth, or at least the ones we every have interest country. in. Right. Uh, excuse me, every uh, country on Earth. Uh, you, you know, um, so they need people in the in the army. I think they're going to say, "Oh, sorry, all the shipping jobs are filled at the uh, the ports, and mm-hmm. and all the uh, forest jobs are filled in the uh, national park." Looks service. like all you got is bullet catchers. Yeah, so. bullet catchers are front line. Your choice. Let's go to the phones and talk to Jeff in Fort Lauderdale, listening on WFTL. Hey, Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, man, how you doing? Good. What's on your mind? Uh, on that uh, national service, a gentleman called uh, uh, a little while ago, and he, he thought it would never pass because of a, a, a backlash. Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't buy that at all. Um, uh, think about where Rush Limbaugh is coming down on this issue, or Bill O'Reilly, or any of the other uh, uh, flock tenders. Uh, it's already a done deal. I'm convinced of it. Yo, now, where are... I, I've never... I don't listen to those shows. Where are Rush and Bill O'Reilly coming down on this? They're going to come... Well, I'm sure I don't listen to them either. I used to I used to watch Bill O'Reilly, and I'm sure National Service is something he's already talked about. He thinks it's good. I think he'd do that in Israel. I think that they're going to sell it. I think that Rush and, uh, and the con- so-called conservatives... I think they can get behind this because it won't be a military-only draft. Because the typical conservative objection to the draft is, well, our volunteer force doesn't want to serve next to draft. I don't hear conservative. I don't hear conservative objections objections to draft. Well, I, I have. I have heard it, and the the objection is, and it, it actually will come out of the military. If you ask the military if they want to draft, they'll say no, because they know that uh, they don't want to serve next to a draftee. But the, the way that the so-called conservatives can, can get behind this is by saying, well, this makes it so you can pick and choose which bureaucracy you want to work for. So therefore, the people that want to join the military will go into the military, but the people that want to join the Peace Corps will go into the Peace Corps. I can easily see the uh, the PR machine jumping right behind this. You know, I, the oh, sickest thing works. The sickest yeah, thing I ever heard Rush Limbaugh say was when he was talking, it was very recently, in the last month or two, he was talking about him carrying, he's sick and tired of carrying the water for the, uh, um, you know, the Republicans anymore. This was shortly after the election. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I realized he doesn't believe the stuff he's saying. He's just nope. getting on and he's repeating the mantra, whatever whatever the talking, talking points, points are that he's being given. Now, I, I would have thought that Rush wrote the talking points and handed them out, but apparently not. that way. Jeff, any other I thoughts? I to hear that, that, uh, that piece where he went off about not wanting to carry water anymore. 
and I haven't heard anything of it since. Has he been carrying the water since? Big buckets of water. Yep, <laughs> that's big buckets of water. And I think uh, I'm just, just, just another thing. I'll let you go. I have trouble hearing you. Thanks, I think Jeff. that the uh, the fix is in for April for Iran, and we Ugh. don't want to go after just all countries. We only want to go after countries where they got great stuff that's worth money. <laughs> you know, that that much is true, but what have we seen as far as oil? I mean, gas has doubled since we invaded Iraq. Yeah. What well, is it going to do, double right. again? But it's not that. It's who's controlling and who's getting the oil. Yeah, I don't remember know. Now, remember the uh, the Bush family through Baker and Box and all of that? They uh, they got this, the Saudi family in their pocket. There's the number one oil field. But it's the about more than oil that. field is Iraq. But the number Jeff, three oil field is Iran. I bet if you look to find where the number four oil field is, you can find where we're rattling sabers already. Well, Jeff, it's also more about it's – not, it's not just about oil, but it's also about empowering the military-industrial complex. And I think the anti-war left misses the point on this. And thanks for the call, oh, man. Job. We appreciate it. 800-259-9231. This isn't necessarily about oil as it is about an excuse to funnel billions of dollars into buying arms from politically connected Companies, not just arms, pencils, boots, uniforms, sure. armor, uh, jeeps, everything. Tractors, I mean, whatever. wars just cost a lot of money. Yep, a whole lot of money, and it goes to benefit the military-industrial companies above everybody else. More on the way. This is your show. You can take control. National service. Are you for it? I want to hear from you. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And uh, you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features there, we give them away. That We do ask that you voluntarily support the show by, for instance, becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. As over 320 of our listeners have decided to do, why on earth would someone want to do such a thing, Mark? Well, they support this show and the message of liberty that we're bringing to everyone. Um, you know, we uh, use the money to advertise, market, and promote Free Talk Live. And exactly. We... You know, that's the only thing it goes for. And if you're listening on a radio station, the odds are good that you're listening because of the Free Talk Live amplifiers. Because a number of our listeners, over 300 of them, have stepped up and provided as little as 3 bucks a month to the show. Now, if you've been to the website, you know that all the features there are totally free. Go to any of the other major talk show host websites out there, and you'll see there's membership areas. You've got to pay 5 6 7 bucks a month to even get in to see what they have in the membership area. Well, we give it all away up front, and we're just simply asking you, if you like the show, support us. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com and uh, contribute via the Amplifier program. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks. There's benefits. Uh, there's just a, a few different perks involved, like Amplifier phone lines, uh, the Amplifier-only forum, and more. Amp.freetalklive.com. Let's go to the phone. Still looking for someone to support the concept of National I'm not looking. I'm really glad that uh, everybody calling in is against it. Well, there are people out there that are for it because there's uh, there are political scientists from San Jose State University that believe it's a good idea, and therefore there must be people that are reading these editorials thinking, yeah, I like that national service idea. I would believe enslave all of America. I would have believed that we would have just been inundated with calls on this one. So I'm I'm pleasantly surprised that there's not that many people out there. Willing to do it. Well, let's try Noah in Fort Lauderdale, listening on WFTL. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Uh, yes, I'm just going to say it and make you happy. I agree. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you don't believe the, it, do you? Uh, you? You guys have just been dying for somebody to say it, so I'm going to say it. Yeah, but come on, you don't really believe it. 
Well, I, I think that it's, it's certainly it's a complex issue, and there's a lot of things that would have to be worked out about it, but I think that, you know, it can't be an all-bad idea. Yes, I, it is, I, and here's why. It's all bad, <laughs> and it's not complex. It's simple. It's pure and simple slavery, and how that could be good in any way, I don't understand. It's bad any way you cut it. Forcing people to uh, to work uh, without their consent is anathema to the American way of life. Yes, but you don't. You seem to not even agree with the concept of taxes. Yeah, that's true. Or, that's slavery as well. Because uh, if you're, if for instance, if you have to pay 25 percent of your income to some government organization, and they're going to throw you in a jail cell if you don't pay that uh, that percentage, then you're 25 percent a slave. Actually, I'd argue you're 100 percent of a sl- uh, slave. They're just letting you keep 75 percent of your money. But the thing is, you're not taking into account the fact that it costs money to keep a society going. And Grant, I'll give you. I keep mean, a government obvious. going. Whoa, 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 whoa! Keep a government going or a society no, going? Are you ta- are you going. are you actually saying that our society is our government? Because I think that that's a really crappy thing to say about our society. Well, there are t- no. Our society is not our government, but our society is enabled and it's enabled to exist by our government. So uh, hold on, our our society wouldn't exist if our government wasn't so ponderously no, it would be, it large. Would be ma'am. It would be ma'am without some sort of societal constraints, without some sort of. I'm not. Control. I'm not advocating against. Uh, look, I'm not advocating against getting rid of the government. I'm I saying am. that it's it's way, way, way too big. If, if thinking about it's enslaving its uh, its own citizens to work for it, then it's too big. And the government, there's no question. It's sickening how ineffective and corrupt and the bureaucracies and the waste. There's no question that that is the case. So you want to force but, people to work for that? No. <laughs> I think that there are a lot of problems in society that could be helped. If, if you think about your average 18, 19-year-old kid who's running around basically doing nothing... And up to no good, it's like, why couldn't that person do something for the good of our nation? Because you're going to ruin their work ethic. When they run around and do nothing, then they figure out for themselves, holy crap, I'm getting hungry, and there's no place for me to live. The only place I'm going to be able to live is at mom's house, and she wants me to leave. That gives a person motivation to go out and work hard. If you give them a government job, you kill their spirit. You turn them into the the soulless bureaucrats that uh, you you have Mm -hmm. to deal with when you go to the DMV. Now, I'm sure some of them are very nice people, but... You see what it's like dealing with the government. If the government fed us, we'd all starve. Look at communist Russia. That is the truth. I, I agree with that. So um, you're proposing killing the spirit. Other points that you've made. I'm sorry. What did you say? Can I address a couple of the other Certainly. points? That you've sure. made Certainly. Okay, I'll give you an example. Um, to say that we're not citizens of the United States of America because the government, police, and, and, and stuff cannot be held accountable for things that go wrong, I think that that's kind of an absurd statement. Nope, that's not what I said. Nope, I didn't say they can't be held accountable. I said that there's no responsibility, no obligation to protect. The Supreme Court has ruled it over and over again. The definition of a citizen is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for, an, uh, in return for uh, protection. And uh, there's no obligation to protect, so therefore there's no duty of allegiance. Therefore there's no citizen. It's a fantasy, we are, sir. We are protected, though. But, Don't you feel protected in the United States of America as opposed no. to, like, for example, you know... I feel protected Serbia? because I have an AK-47 upstairs, not because of the government. <laughs> that's just additional protection. No, no. It's not the government that's keeping me safe, sir. It's individuals who are armed I that, would like to that make keep this, us safe. I, I, I'm not with my, uh, my, my co-host on this particular one. I think it's a little obscure point. But I would like to say that... Do you remember um, in New Orleans when there was nothing left but the police and the criminals? 
Didn't seem very right. safe then, did it? I say it's an armed citizenry that keeps us safe, and cops, they're just frosting on the top of the cake. I'm talking about the, the borders and, I mean, the military. The borders? Well, are you telling border. me the Canadians are going to roll across our borders? Please. They're border agents with dogs sniffing for drugs up there. They're not protecting anything. Yeah, the border agents are bought off all the time. What are you talking about? The vast majority of our federal government is absurd and ridiculous, but there is a certain percentage of it that is filled with people who are dedicated to keeping da, you da, da, da. and I safe and happy. Well, good and for them. You know what? If they're so valuable, if their services are so great and so valuable, I would like for them to offer their services on the open market, and then people can voluntarily buy them. How's that sound? It's an expense. It's, uh, you got to look at our nation as, a, as like it's a company. It's like saying no, it's that, not. That companies fail. Companies fail like when they go out of. Have a building because it's just an expense. And then all the TVs would get rained on and people would steal them. In other words, there are some costs associated with being in business that are that are just, they have to be, they're just costs. I would concur with that, absolutely. I wouldn't concur that you can look at the government as a company, no. because when a company runs no, out no, of money... A nation is like a company. All A nation is like a company. Planet Earth is basically, ultimately, filled with companies. A nation is very, very similar to a company. How exactly? I I get to deal with Walmart on a voluntary basis. I walk in when I want to walk in. I buy what I want to buy. Um, But when I deal with the the government, nothing's voluntary. You do what I say, or you're going to go to jail, citizen. There's nothing company like about it. Similar to a to a company. A company that puts you in jail and points guns at you, (laughs) right? (laughs) Find me this company. Selfish, and they want to do whatever they want, and they want to just take their portion of the American People are selfish, and they want other people to do whatever they want other people to do. You want other people to do what you want them to do. Selfishness is a good thing. I love selfishness. Selfishness is what makes the world go around. Everyone's selfish, and you can't get away from it. In fact, the most selfish statement is those people that claim, I'm not selfish. I'm a altruistic. I'm a. I'm not a selfish individual because do it because Jesus tells me to. Yeah, they're the most selfish of individuals. And why would you want to allow um, people who are selfish to get in charge of the reins of power? Aren't they just going to use that power for selfish uh, ends? Oh, absolutely. There's that's certainly a risk. A risk. It's, it's a guarantee. That's politics, baby. Rewarding your friends and punishing your enemies. That's yeah. what it's yes. all about. That's why. The, that's why New Orleans flooded because somebody's throwing... friend got the job on the levee. You're just there's a great amount of truth in what you're saying. It's all there's no Mostly. question about it. But you're throwing the entire baby out with the bathwater. The baby's really, really little. It's Rosemary's baby. Good riddance. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Appreciate it, man. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I love in that your one. Case, Harry Brown. Credit for that one. I don't know who Rosemary's baby is. It's uh, it's like a Satan baby or something oh, like that. It's like a it's a movie. I Rosemary's I, baby. I, I haven't seen it. I, don't I haven't know anything either. about it. But that's a great Harry Brown line, and I like to pull it out. Well, I, I think the government has a role. I know you don't. I think it does have one. And I would agree with him um, largely. It's just the problem is is that people want to use the government to solve everything, and Mm -hmm. it's inefficient. Everything you're going to have the government do, it is going to be inefficient. I just wonder if there are some things, um, you know, that that we can't go without using the government for. Yeah, I think we can go without uh, the government on every single thing it does, as a matter of fact. And that's where you and I separate. Let's go to the phones and talk to Dave and Indy listening on WXNT. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, you wascally evolutionaries. Hey, hey Dave, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, I, I, I agree with the program, and I can tell you who we should send. We should send everybody who votes Democrat. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't think it's going to work that way. I think they wow. want to send everybody. If you want to expand or you got more comments, hang on. I hope you'll be patient. Hour oh, number yeah, three is yeah. on the way. This is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Believe it or not, we do have other things to talk about tonight. This national service thing is a huge issue, and it's going to be something that they're going to continue to try to push through, so pay attention. More is on the way. Hour 3 is coming up. This is your show, Live Saturday Edition, Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free. At 800-259-9231, it is the live Saturday edition, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231, the packet8.net toll-free line for you. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, unlike those other radio talk show hosts that want to charge you for access to their websites. We do it for free. There's a lot of stuff there, too. In fact, Mark, your claim is about the Free Talk Live website? Oh, uh, it's the largest radio talk show website in the world. Yes, it, I think you might be right. It ha- really, really has to be. Uh, it, who could possibly have as much content as we? There's a thousand pages on the wiki, on the wiki.freetalklive.com. There's a hundred and eighty thousand posts on the message board. Yeah, I mean that, that's pages and pages and pages of content. A year's People, worth of archives. I'm sorry, all that, for free. You know, they don't. They aren't doing what we're doing. I've looked at the top fifteen talk shows in the United States. Mm-hmm. And some of them don't even have websites. Don Imus, he doesn't even have a website. <laughs> Savage barely has one. Yeah. All right. 800-259-9231. We're jumping right into the phone calls here. Dave's been waiting patiently in Indianapolis. I didn't want to give you the short shrift uh, last hour, Dave. So what else did you have on your mind tonight? Oh, I appreciate that. Uh, do I get my DVD player now? Uh, no prizes on Free Talk Live. <laughs> now, you know, in all seriousness, when you were describing uh, what that jackass out in San Francisco was writing, uh, it sounded like what Mao Zedong would have told people in the 1950s China uh, when he pulled people out of the city and, and uh, it was mandatory labor on a farm somewhere. Not a surprise, uh, considering that here in the United States we've implemented, what, about seven out of the ten communist planks in the Communist Manifesto? So, yeah, it's not a surprise that we've got stuff well, like this. Well, one of those, yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that. San Francisco, the home of the gun ban, Yes, with this mandatory uh, uh, with this mandatory work uh, program, which will never get off the ground, and Rush would never be in favor of that. I don't you know. Dog, no, come on, you guys are dogging him out. Um, <laughs> but the thing that, the, but the one tenet that they have not instituted, well, actually, I guess they have. They, they uh, an influx of uh, of uh, X-rated material, which I mean, you know, yeah, I've got a couple of Playboys, but uh, if you look at uh, the Communist Manifesto, what they want to do is they want to break down all morality, and then gather it back up again under a secular morality. What's immoral about sex? Well, no, well, it, if it's outside of a marriage, you know, it's probably not a good idea. Why? Well, because generally uh, the couple's probably going to break up, and, uh, you know, it's going to end up being on someone else's dime. But... Don't tell me for Hold on a second. I don't, be- <laughs> I don't believe that you uh, really think that people shouldn't have sex until marriage. Is that what you're suggesting? I didn't, I didn't say that. 
I, I know you didn't say it. Is that what you were suggesting? I didn't even want to get off on this. I didn't even want to get off on this tangent. Oh, here. but this no is juicy. This is good stuff. Now hold on a second. You can't mention sex on talk radio and not. You again. can do. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You can do whatever you want with whomever you want. Thank as you. As long as you can guarantee me and the rest of the people listening to this program, it will never cost us a dime. I uh, that totally That's something we can all agree with. Right? I totally we agree. absolutely can. Now here's what I here's what bugs me. You talk about morality. You talk about yeah. sex. Here's what bugs me. And talk about costing people money. The federal government yeah. right now is running a uh, campaign against pornography. They are uh, they're targeting pornographers who are of the more extreme variety. For instance, there's certain types of porn that involve uh, you know whippings and beatings well, and sadomasochism, that sort of thing. They're targeting these people for obscenity charges at the federal level. You can't possibly be for that, right? Uh, well, if they're going after uh, victims of assault. No, no. Uh, I mean, assault is something that you know. That's uh, that, that might be assault. They're I going mean, after. Uh, they're going after pornographers that uh, they can easily take out. These individuals who are uh, being filmed are consenting adults. These are people who are well, consenting. Yeah, they should leave them alone. But unfortunately, uh, they're but, not. And there, there, there are these people in the federal government that are on this moral well, crusade to cleanse the pornography industry, and it's going on right now under our noses. It's essentially a, a crackdown on freedom of well, speech. But they're, but they're also, they also used to, uh, used to, used to subsidize tobacco. And you turn around and somebody was sick with cancer. Now you know they're going on Medicare you know, more than half the time. But, uh, no, this mandatory work program is ridiculous, and uh, I think we should credit uh, President Bush. I know you guys hate the president or you hate the war. I don't like I hate anybody who takes away freedoms. Well, he's not, though. What? Uh, <laughs> no, no, Come on, what are you it, it talking still, about? It is still a volunteer army. Now, I know there's a lot of people... Well, that no, don't no, no, I, I, I get That's where you're true. coming from on that, but how about the uh, the FBI spying on my uh, Internet activity? That's taking. That's, that's well, giving me freedom? Well, Al-Qaeda. Well, hold on. Uh, what about me, though? Are you talking to Al Qaeda? Uh, but what about me? They, they're still looking at me, whether I'm talking well, to Al Qaeda or not. Fall, you wouldn't, what you if wouldn't I am talking to Al Qaeda? What have I done? What if I am talking to Al Qaeda? <laughs> well, then you know you probably yeah I'd, I'd be in favor of somebody watching you. Well, you were, why would you? I haven't committed out. a crime. I mean, do, do you really want Minority Report? Do you want to be able to? Do you want to be predicting whether people are going to commit crimes or not? Well, you're going to let me answer? I, well, I'm just finishing my, my statement. Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My now, bad. go ahead. Okay. If, if you're looking at the website, no. But if you're talking to people that are in that, and, How do and they you're know? agreeing, well, it gets to a point, I guess, uh, you know, if you, if you contact them. My question, hold on, before, before so you, you can't talk contact, to I don't think that Al-Qaeda has www.atalqaeda.com, okay? So the government no, doesn't know they, that. And they said that there were weapons of mass destruction, and they lied about that crap. How are they going to know if they're... All right, all right. You know, we're, you know we're, we're not going to agree on this. Every dead Al-Qaeda is, is one, one less WMD we have to worry about. But, but, <laughs> I understand what you're saying, um, and it would be really we, great we, we to be able to kill off Al-Qaeda. But my question is, how can these boobs who couldn't find weapons of mass destruction, uh, wouldn't even, didn't even do a good job of faking that there were weapons of mass destruction there, how is it that we're going to trust them to decide who's Al-Qaeda and who's actually a peace protester? Well, remember, what, remember what happened before you answer that question, Dave. If you yeah. really think... You really think that the federal government or any government is going to keep you safe from the boogeyman of Al-Qaeda? All I want to do is point you to what well, happened. In, hold, on, in hold on, Dave. Hold on. All I want to do is, Dave, 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 there are people who think, and I think you're one of them, that the yeah. government can protect you. I just want to point you to what happened in Boston this past week. Did you, know, did you hear about that story? Uh, no, go ahead. There were flashing 
signs with cartoon characters on them placed around the city of Boston, and the Boston police and Homeland Security federal agencies stepped in and spent 750,000 taxpayer dollars to freak out, shut down traffic, shut down the waterways. Oh, my God, there's a light bright board on the underside of uh, an overpass. I mean, it's my turn to ask you a question. Yes. You do remember the story about the uh, was it the border agent up uh, American border agent up towards Canada who caught the guy bringing explosives into the country in the back of a car. So now, it could have been just the guy with explosives. Sure, it could. It could, it could very well have been. You, but let me see, you're not going to hear about the plots that the government foils because, granted, if we can watch the same TV that the terrorists watch. They're going to pick up clues as to how they got caught and what they need to change. Of course, do, the government's going to claim. Do it better next time. The they government's going to claim. How come they claim the ice cream truck guy? How come they claim the cell phone trio? Uh, now, why is it well, you, you claim that they're not? Is, you're not. They're not claiming credit, but in fact, they're taking credit every chance they get. These boobs in the government trot somebody <laughs> out that they've, um, you know, trumped up charges on about every nine months. And their boobs, well, whether they're know, we're, working we're not, for Clinton it, it, or working for Bush, it doesn't matter. Well, now there is a big difference between Clinton and Bush. Bush oh, there's not. You know the what the big guy. difference is? You know what the big difference is? And I know you're not going to same agree. dog, different you're, spots. You're not. Gonna, you're not going to agree with me because you're partisan on this. But the big yeah. difference is that George W. Bush has grown government at a vastly fast, uh, quicker clip in a which in a much greater capacity than Bill Clinton. Last election. What yeah, did you say? Is, you is, talked over me. Say again. I'm sorry. Which is why the Republicans got their butts handed to him in this last election. They weren't conservative. Good. Good. I don't agree with everything. He's but done the thing is, is uh, the conservatives are just like Democrats, and here's how. They like their bureaucrats, but they like to give their bureaucrats guns. So Democrats want their bureaucrats to have pencils, and Republicans want their bureaucrats to have guns. Quite honestly, you know, I'm a, I'm a card-carrying member of the Republican Liberty Caucus, but if I get a bureaucrat, I'd rather have one with a pencil than a gun. Well, then those conservatives aren't actually conservative. No, that's true. They're not. What? They're neocons. Don't you no, love the, can, don't you love the military? You. Don't you think that it's great that the military is in 131 out of 190 U.N. member states? 700 military bases. Keeping us safe? Well, you know, I'd much rather spend money on uh, military than I would on Social Security or Medicare. I'd much See? rather keep my money. Thank <laughs> you very much. See? All of it. You've made my point. Well, you like your bureaucrats with guns. The I was going to talk about was if you get the fair tax passed, <laughs> We're not going to be arguing over probably half of what we're arguing about now. Well, if the fair tax passes, you can bet I'm going to be d- uh, buying as many black market products as I can get my hands on, because I sure as hell don't want to pay 25%. And, and, and trust Rush a little bit more. And, and trust Rush? Rush, is, Rush Dave, lied to me. Yeah. He call said Bush, again. Rush lied to me. He said Bush was a conservative. Dave, call us again. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Trust Rush. <laughs> don't trust us either. We're just people behind microphones. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the packet, 8.net toll-free line for you, 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The shrine of female listeners awaits you. Dozens and dozens of ladies have taken the time to send us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com. In fact, sometime tonight after the show's over, we're going to be adding a brand new member of the Shrine. Mm-hmm. So if you are uh, on the updates list, you'll know first at updates.freetalklive.com. And does your company have a bunch of unpaid receivables just sitting out there? Well, try SACL CAI. They do collections in a whole new way. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. 
They record every customer interaction so you can check their work. Let SACL CAI handle any or all of your account's receivable needs. See their banner at freetalklive.com or call 1-800-544-6359. That's 800-544-6359. Do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All righty. You know, we just got off the phone, Mark, with uh, Dave in Indianapolis. And Dave displayed something that kind of bugs me mm-hmm. about talk radio listeners. And that is a uh, an allegiance, if you will, to the mantra of one particular talk show host. Mm-hmm. In Dave's case, it was Rush. He finished his call by saying that uh, we should trust Rush a little bit more. I used to trust Rush implicitly. I was a ditto head at one point. Um, I would have gotten, I, I, I was intending to get a Republican elephant tattoo on my arm. I used to be in the Rush Club when I was in eighth grade. Uh, you know, so uh, Rush, and I, by the way, I think Rush is... Uh, the best at this business. He's awesome. I mean, that, that, that you've got to give him credit. He created what is talk radio. He, he did. And, and that's that's the credit. Now, when it comes to his politics, it's crappy. Yeah. Bush, Rush, um, like he says, carries the water for the Republicans. He told me on the air. I listened to him. I trusted him. He told me on the air. You want the real conservative? Elect George Bush. What did I get? I got the biggest spender we've ever had. I got a guy who makes Clinton look like a, like um, look like he's thrifty. I'm sorry, Rush. You lie. And I'm nep- that's it. I'm not believing any more crap you said. You know, he loves the Republicans. He'll do anything for the Republicans. The Republicans are not on your team, and that's why they get kicked out, because they stink when and, they're in office, just like the Democrats. And please, don't trust talk show hosts, okay? I understand. Okay, I know we're, we're breaking the rules of talk radio here, Mark. When you get into the talk radio business, at some point, you'll inevitably uh, be presented with the rules there's sort of the you know this unwritten code of talk radio hosts like there's certain rules like you're never supposed to uh you're never supposed to change your mind on issues which of course we've done here on free talk live there's just a variety of different rules i don't even have them in front of me right now but uh, is is this the same thing as the the piece of paper i got when i joined the liberal media <laughs> yeah you know, we go to go we go to a luncheon every uh every <laughs> every wednesday for the liberal media um, shows how just nonsensical this is. There are these unwritten rules that you... I mean, essentially, these people are just performers. Rush Limbaugh, Laura Ingram, all these guys. Right. They're entertainers, and Rush is the best of them all. That Everyone else wants to be Rush, and uh, and he gets out there, and he puts on a show every day. He doesn't actually believe everything that he's saying. He's doing it for the rating. Well, I, you see, this is where I get kind of caught up in it all, because I believe the things that I say on the air. I couldn't do a show where... That's true. I wouldn't do a show where I didn't believe it. So maybe he's um, kind of like me. He's a little sociopathic. He can uh, decide that he wants to uh, believe whatever it is that he has to believe. Um, or you know, or maybe he's just lying. Well, maybe he does believe some of the things he says, but then he takes it a few steps further, and uh, you know he's got certain deals with politicians or whatever, and they ask him to uh, do a little CYA, uh, covering some butts, and who knows what sort of things go behind the scenes. My point is simply that don't get sucked into the mystique of talk radio. Always remember that you're not listening to some superhuman individual I know, Rush says he can take on the world with one hand tied behind his back. Half my brain tied, whatever it is. What does he say? Some crap like that. Well, he's smarter than uh, everybody else. Smarter than everyone combined. You know, I am Jesus Christ. 99.44% of the soap time, just like ivory soap. You know, uh, the the thing is, these guys are preachers, and uh, they're preachers of the Republican way. And in the same way, 
that it's it's idolatry to say that your preacher is the guy you should follow the mm-hmm. sa- in the same way that it's idolatry to follow these people. I'm sorry. Right. It's wrong. The, the, you're supposed to be following an ideology or you're supposed to be following a religion. You should not be following these people. Of course, there is no ideology behind conservatism or liberalism. There's just There's uh, a talking bit. points. There's just a, a political party and uh, the talking points that they release, which is essentially what Rush and Sean Hannity and the rest of those guys and Al Franken and uh, Jerry Springer on the uh, the other side, the, uh, the liberal talkers, uh, all they do is they echo the talking points of their favorite political party. It's like right. uh, it's they, like a sporting event. Rah, rah, go team. Well, they're, what they're doing is they're rooting for which set of thieves gets to stick its hands in your pockets. Yeah. And here at Free Talk Live, we do not root for thieves anytime ever. Exactly. We're on the side of liberty. We're on the side of justice. And I'm sorry, the rest of those people are not. They want to rob you in some way, shape, or form. And we really do believe what we say. That's why we can get into heated, passionate arguments. I mean, Mark, you really do believe in small, very small government. I really do believe that government is completely useless. Um, So that's all true. But just because we may believe what we say doesn't mean you should trust everything that we say either. You may love Free Talk Live. You may think Free Talk Live is the the best show you've ever heard. But it doesn't mean that you should uh, trust us. You don't know us. You know us from what you hear us talk about on the radio, and sometimes that can make you think that you know a talk show host. It might make you feel like you're best friends with that talk show host. You're listening 18 hours a week. You know what they talk about on their show. You must know what they're really like in real life, but you don't really know that. And that's the reality of talk radio. I'm sorry. I know I'm breaking all the rules uh, of talk radio here tonight, but uh, that's the truth. These are just people. Rush is not a special man any more than anybody else, any more no. than you are a man, a special man or woman. Uh, he, <laughs> he's just a guy. In fact, he's a guy with a drug habit. I mean, he's... Come on. <laughs> or he was. Uh, allegedly was. Maybe he still has it. Who knows? That's, that was really one of the most human things that ever happened with Rush Limbaugh. Right. The fact that you know, he, he had the opportunity to come out and uh, take a stand for people that have... Uh, you know, these these sorts addictions. of problems, these addictions, um, you know, show that, hey, look, normal, productive people can have can be addicted to drugs. But it's he didn't. Not, it's not a bunch of uh, ethnic people um, on the side of the road in the uh, worst part of town. But he didn't. No, he didn't. Which means you shouldn't trust him. And you shouldn't trust anybody that gets on the radio and blabs behind a microphone. Take everything they say with a grain of salt. Because we had listeners trusting Free Talk Live. Because we're pretty honest dudes. I mean, in Try. general, we're, we're pretty stand-up guys. But then there was one show where we brought a man named Gene Ray on. And Gene Ray, if you've ever been to TimeCube.com, you know who he is. Oh, go to TimeCube.com. Go to TimeCube.com. It. Awesome. It's very entertaining. <laughs> Gene Ray is a crackpot. Gene Ray is a crazy man. <laughs> he is a lunatic in his 80s. He's lost his mind. But we brought Gene Ray on and acted as though we agreed with everything he said, just because we wanted to bring a crazy old man on the radio and have fun with him. That was the point of the show. It was an hour long. It was a blast. It's, it's archived on our website at guests.freetalklive.com if you want to hear it. But my point is that so many of our listeners had come to trust Free Talk Live that the listeners thought that we actually agreed with Gene Ray. They felt betrayed. Right. They couldn't understand why we were agreeing with this crazy crackpot talking about how the world is four corners and cubic zirconium. We, we, we did it. Four, we, do it for, even... we do it for fun. And But yeah. when it comes to the Republicans and Democrats, they're doing it to get your money because mm. they know what the stakes are. And... Uh, You know, the reason that uh, George Bush got elected was because of Republican radio. It was really close back in 2000, people. People on the radio are just people. I mean, some of them are scam artists, some of them are honest. More on the way. This is your show. It's Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live, your show, live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free number for you, 800-259-9231. The packet 8.net toll free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. That's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, uh, we give them away. And that does include the bulletin board system. Over 180,000 posts. Over 1,400 people interacting. It's fun. It's free. bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs. .freetalklive.com. And is there a young person that's important to you? Give them financial literacy. A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich by Jewel Thornton shows kids how to grow up financially free, save early and often, and how to develop passive income streams, the key to financial freedom. The average college student graduates with $7,000 in credit card debt alone. That's no way to start a life. Buy them A Kid's Journey to Getting Rich at akidsjourney.com or call 1-800-657-5066. That's akidsjourney.com, 800-657-5066. You know, Mark, I said on uh, last night's show that I really wanted to get a, a, a review copy of this book, not just because I want to read it, because I think it sounds like an excellent book and I know a number of our listeners have ordered it, but because I think it's never too late to uh, to help an individual learn financial literacy. And that's why I want you to read it, Mark, because you need help. <laughs> why do I need help? You're the one that went bankrupt. Well, I mean, it's been years. All right. 800-259-9231. You can take control. We got somebody calling in, but he doesn't want to go on the air wondering how many radio stations we're on. Well, you can go to our website at freetalklive.com. There's a whole list of them there. We we, we got 20 stations right now, which is pretty not too shabby. 20 stations, 3 cable uh, cable channels, something like 8 internet affiliates. Don't forget all the other little stations out there that just micros, that, micros that carry right. us just for fun. Radio Free Gilroy, I believe. <laughs> what about uh, Austin? We have one in Austin too. Radio Free Austin, yeah. Yeah. All right, 800-259-9231. Mark, let's talk graffiti. What do you have for us tonight? Well, there's a strange article going on in Lafayette. Um, this is Lafayette, Indiana. Uh, I, I saved this for uh, the good folks in uh, Indianapolis. Lafayette City Council is considering a new ordinance to combat graffiti. If it passes, property owners will be required to remove graffiti or face the possibility of paying for the city to do it. Tony huh. Yamazaki thinks this is unfair. The owner of Kokoro um, Restaurant on um, you know whatever Main Street has some graffiti in the front of his building for a couple of months. I I don't have time to do it, he said. Nothing, um, you know, noting that he works 90 to 100 hours a week. As for Jeez. paying for the city to remove it, I didn't put it there. The city should have to pay for half. Um, Lafayette uh, Police Chief Don Roosh countered that graffiti is a community issue, not just a police issue. I think that as a community, we have the responsibility to work together to remove graffiti. Roush? Oh my gosh! This is a terrible <laughs> idea. This well, gives the this gives the taggers more power than they've ever had. Mm-hmm. Because if you, as a tagger, or you as just an individual who doesn't like another person or doesn't like another person's business, a tagger is a graffiti artist. Tagger is a graffiti artist. You go and uh, you you tag somebody's side of their building, and then they have what ten days? Is it? The clock gets, starts ticking immediately. You have 10 days ten to get days that to taken off it. there. Otherwise, the city comes. Now, um, I've heard about the city going and mowing people's grass. Like $200 for a mow. Or right. <laughs> you know, it's quadruple, quintuple what the normal rates are. You, you, the, the bureaucrat's going to roll in there, take a long time to do it. They're going to do it they whenever they feel like. They probably won't get the like. color right. No, I'm sure. 
So they're going to go in there, and essentially the 10-day timer will start as soon as the tag ha- um, happens. You show it's a graffiti up the next tags. day. Right. Yeah, and, and so if you go and you paint over it, you've spent money on the paint, and the guy, if, uh, presuming you're busy like this guy is, he's going to have to hire somebody to come out and, and repaint the area. Right. Then what happens? Well, the taggers just cost you, uh, you know, I don't know, X amount of dollars in paint, X amount of dollars in time. Let's just call it at 100 bucks. I don't really know what it would cost to paint a wall. But uh, let's say it would be $100. Well, then the tiger can just come around the next day. 100 bucks. There's another one. What? What? Ha- I mean, ha- this could go on forever. <laughs> Has this law been passed, or is it uh, It's proposed? I believe that this is... Uh, I believe it is passed. Hold on just a second. Let me take a look here. Oh, my gosh. Who's considering a new ordinance? Excuse me. Oh, man. Thank goodness. Um, Roush, this is the uh, chief police, um, police chief. He says... Uh, You've seen the amount of graffiti growing in the past several years. Some of it is gang-related. That's the type of police officials want to remove the most. Now, I'm sure that Lafayette has a huge gang problem. The Crips and the Bloods are rolling down the middle of the street with chains in their hands, uh, you know, (laughs) AKing people right there in in the streets. Right now, there's no law saying that it must be removed. It allows gangs to communicate and or compete for its territorial issues, Roush said, but not by removing um but by not removing gra- graffiti it invites more of it and tells gangs it's okay to do it. <laughs> now, communicate gangs communicate by for spray painting the walls. I mean, they may compete. He may be right, they may compete for territory, but it, it seems difficult for me to imagine even even a gang member would be willing to die for um, you know, painting stuff in a certain section of town. You know, I don't know if uh, ending the war on drugs would end graffiti entirely, but it would certainly put a hurting on the gangs. Oh, yeah. Because if you want to end the problem with gangs, and there is a problem with gangs in the United States. Mm. If Thinking you want to, Lafayette. If you want to, there are gangs all, all over the place. Um, if you want to end the problem with gangs, then what you need to do is take away their source of income. Gangs, the mafia, people who are on the underground, black marketeers, they make their money off of products and services that are prohibited. Gang members make their money primarily through uh, sales of drugs, and those drugs are prohibited by law. Sometimes Mm -hmm. gangs dabble in prostitution as well. Gambling. Um, Gambling also. And uh, these are all three consensual crimes, so-called, that are against the law. The solution to ending the gang problem is to completely legalize drugs, prostitution, and gambling. Oh, and also legalize arms trades as well, because they're involved uh, in dealing weapons. So legalize guns. Fully to where you can buy and sell whatever sort of guns you want to uh, legalize prostitution, gambling and drugs. What else? After those four things have been legalized, what else could gangs possibly traffic in? Um, they could do uh, hitmen work. Yeah, that's not really a gang thing. So it's much. not so much, um, but I mean, you know, they would basically advertise for hitmen. I, I don't know. I mean, that's, this is the best I can come that up with. A, that's not really enough to keep a gang going. I gangs need not money a gang gang. In. I'm thinking of the mafia, um, or yeah. you know, but some the mafia orga- makes organized most of its money off of drugs. It does absolutely does. Um, I would think that most hitman work is is probably done by amateurs anyway. Um, mm, I don't know. I, I just don't think it gets done much. Yeah, well, I guess it depends. Um, but, but I think Hollywood people, has a lot more hitmen than uh, than than we do. Many of the people who are getting hit are people who are involved in gang activity, sure. and uh, they've screwed. Why over, would they want to hit you or I? They've screwed over the boss or something like that, or they uh, took a little bit too much money on the uh, the coke deal or whatever. There's there's a reason uh, that they're getting the hit put on uh, put out on them. But what else besides hits? What else? That's it. Yeah. I mean, I can't think of anything. If uh, I'm missing I, you something, you know, um, setting setting people's business on fire that want to collect the insurance money. 
Yeah, I, there's just not a lot of money there. No, no, I'm mean, not saying that there's a lot of money. I'm only trying to, to find out. I'm only they do. They do have to have right. a lot of money going through. Um but what I'm saying is, you know, what what is it that a gang would be willing to do that uh, the average citizen wouldn't be willing to do in a world where vice was legal? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the toll free number. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Was there more on this uh, gang? Oh yeah, it goes on a little ways. Jack Graffiti Hawkins story. agreed. He's the director of the former anti-gang elite uh, alliance of Tippecanoe County. Hawkins and others from the group used uh, used to remove graffiti around the uh, county. Highly visible in the 90s, the volunteer group has been inactive for years. If you don't remove it, there'll be a lot more, Hawkins said. Well, you know, if if you do remove it and they put more there, wouldn't it just have just been at the same amount? But right, well, remove- if there's already graffiti there... Then they'd have to actually paint over the graffiti to put more graffiti on top of it, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I mean, and they do that. So by painting over it, you're making the graffiti artist's job easier. You're cleaning their palette for them. Yeah. Well, now, what if you have a business and you like the graffiti on the side of your building? There, there probably are, like, I'm just guessing, say, record stores or tattoo parlors or, you know, I'm just, I'm trying to come up yeah. with a few ideas that might, that might, the right graffiti might really uh, be good for the side of their building. Right. What if, uh, now, I, this probably a, vo- a violation of a zoning ordinance or oh, some yeah, sort of business. Sure. Or, you must have a plain colored side of building, uh, of your building. Well, they probably, it's probably that you can't write words on the side of your building. Usually you're allowed to do murals. You know, like cities, cities like the idea of you putting killer whales. So you mean or, if I wrote F the government on the side of my building, they might not like that? Well, they would just assume somebody else did that. Hmm. 800-259-9231. You take control of the airwaves. I can't imagine anybody out there actually thinks this is a good law, but if you do, I'd like to hear from you. 1-800-259-9231. Also on the way, somebody who actually likes paying taxes. They're, they're out there. We'll talk about it. Coming up, you can take control, bring up anything, even in these remaining moments. This is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain in this live Saturday edition. Just enough time for your call if you make it now. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. That's the packet 8.net toll free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site completely free. So do enjoy those. And uh, don't forget to support the show by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You know them. They're the world's largest internet retailer. 35 categories of products for you to shop in, and many of those products have free Super Saver shipping attached to them as well. So go to Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, load up your shopping cart with all the stuff you need in life, whether it's books, electronics, office products, sporting goods, accessories, clothing, baby stuff, groceries, you name it, they've got it. Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com, when you check out, a percentage of your purchase will go towards Free Talk Live. Now, it won't show it on your receipt, but trust us, a percentage is going to Free Talk Live. That's uh, Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. What's your liberty issue? Taxes? Register now for the February 2007 New Hampshire Liberty Forum. That's uh, the 23rd through the 25th of this month. Speakers include Christopher Gronsky, New Hampshire coordinator for the We the People Congress and a taxpayer activism panel. FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. That's FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. And Ian, Ron Paul's going to be there. We're going to be there. John Stossel's going to be there. Yeah, if you care about liberty in the United States, you should go. You'd be there. All right, let's go to the phones to Buck in West Virginia, listening on WVTS. Hello, Buck. You're on Free Talk Live. That would be Duke, as in Duke Ellington. Oh, man, they got you. <laughs> they got that one wrong. Sorry about that, Duke. That's all right, buddy. Hey, um, I, 
right from a different angle here. I'm a police officer here. Okay. But, uh, has anyone thought about the message that legalizing drugs and guns is sending to the uh, youth or the young kids out here? I don't I mean, know. What do you mean by that? Um, hold on. I, I, Buck, before you go into that, I was just wondering, do you think that there's a maybe a message going out to kids that they should huff gasoline because gasoline's legal or that they should drink bleach because bleach is legal? <laughs> You're right, but the thing about it, I think we're sending out the wrong message uh, to our kids if, if, you know, all of a sudden we're legalizing cocaine and, uh, you know, marijuana and, uh, and guns and things. That what's the, what's exactly when you say the wrong message, what do you mean exactly? It, it's fine. It's fine to do cocaine. You know, some people like it, some people don't. Just as, you know, alcohol, you know, some people like it, some people don't. But, well, but Buck, um, alcohol is legal, and wouldn't you say that it's probably the worst offender of all of them? It is. I mean, it, you know, we've got a. So, a aren't ton we sending the wrong message? We've got a ton of DUIs right out here right now, and I think the DUI law needs to be uh, a little uh, more harsh. I mean, we get people out here driving, you know, six six time offenders out here, and mm-hmm. they're just now going to, you know, they go to jail finally when they kill someone. But it's a shame. I think you can find maybe statistics, and I couldn't pull them up right now, but I think a lot more harder crimes are performed to. Uh, uh, Cocaine and, and crack and uh, well, actually, and actually, Buck and uh, and I would like you to call me Buck one oh, more time. I'm <laughs> sorry about that, Duke, <laughs> Duke. It's the name on front. It's the name on the screen in front of me, Duke. Uh, oh, okay. Look, okay, Duke. Now you're a law enforcement officer. How long have you been yes, on the sir. force? I've been here about 18 years. 18 years now. Uh, yes. How many of those 18 have been in a patrol unit? Um, probably about 10 of them. Okay, so you've got a fair amount of uh, of street law enforcement experience. Right. Now, I'm back on now. now you're right that there are definitely crimes involved with hard uh, with hard drug use like cocaine and crack and that sort of thing. But right. you do understand, Duke, that the uh, the reason why people are committing crimes like breaking and entering, uh, robbing people at gunpoint, uh, you know, stealing things out of people's cars, that sort of thing, the reason why these crimes are being committed is so the people can get the money they need to pay black market prices for the drugs they're looking to to uh, to consume. That could be. One of, and that, that is one of the reasons. I, I it's, agree the with reason. that, it's the reason. It's the reason. You don't snort cocaine and go out and, and rob a, a store. You <laughs> rob the store because you want money to snort cocaine. And right. if it weren't for the war on drugs, if drugs were legal, then the prices would drop dramatically. The, the, well, the, the black market prices are something like uh, somewhere between 1,700 and 3,000% increases uh, increased over where right. they should be at market value. Now, can you imagine if you have a crackhead who can go out and buy his crack for five dollars for a, a, a vial full of crack? Like you go down to, for instance, you can go down to uh, Kmart or Walmart and buy yourself a bag, a whole pound of uh, t- uh, unprocessed tobacco or, or tobacco that you can roll up into your own cigarettes. Right. I mean, you can buy well, a whole that, pound of tobacco. We do that with the methadone clinics, though. I, what, I mean, and, and I don't think there is any improvement. You know, methadone is basically legal. <laughs> I mean, you know, one right. of these guys, you know, and and I still yet see, you know, we still yet see these same folks doing, you know, some of the same crimes. Well, that's because if... they don't want to go and uh, check into the clinic. They want to get heroin and do it in their bedroom. So right. you didn't fully legalize drugs. You just have methadone clinics. Right. It's, it's offering it's offering Nicorette gum to smokers. Smokers right. don't want your damn Nicorette gum. They want a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> right. Unfortunately, the law will never solve the uh, the drug uh, the drug problem. Right. Yes. And I know we cannot stop. I mean, we'll never stop it. 
Right, but what you are doing, what you are doing, many law enforcers, is by enforcing the war on drugs, you aren't stopping the war. When you arrest a drug dealer, for instance, all you're doing is creating market opportunity for someone else to fill his shoes. You're not doing anything at all to uh, to stop the activity, uh, because. And, and and I guess, and that problem is at a much higher pay grade than I, or I guess you or I. But I, my concern is once again the, the kids. I, I think that if we open open that gate, that floodgate of, of you know it's fine and legal, and I'm sure they you know the kids are getting educated on you know drugs and coke is bad and things like that, or you know just say no. But I think that that will lead a lot more children into uh, trying those. That's not that's traders. not the case. In fact, if you look and, at the, in fact, uh, Duke, if you look at the statistics from uh, from Holland, the Netherlands, where they've actually had a, a semi-state of legalization for marijuana, um, they sh- the statistics show that there was a slight spike in usage after the uh, the initial legalization, and then it dropped below the levels where it was um, at the time it was illegal. So less people and kids included. In fact, the drop was even more dramatic in the younger set. Um, it's not a forbidden fruit there anymore, so it's right. not as cool to do drugs. It's not as cool to smoke pot in the Netherlands. And we're seeing the same thing happen now out in California as well. But And besides, as Mark pointed out at the beginning of your call, just because something is legal doesn't mean it's condoned. It just means right. it's legal, and it means you won't get thrown in a jail cell for making a mistake. Right. And that's the problem. I mean, can you imagine? I've known so many people, Duke, so many, who have, uh, who have done a little bit of uh, cocaine, who have uh, smoked a ton of pot. And these are people that are, are productive citizens. They're people who go to work, they get their job done, and instead of going home and cracking open a brewski, they light up a joint. They've never harmed anybody else. But if they got pulled over by somebody like you, who was enforcing the law, and they were thrown in a jail cell for you know however long it was, would that make them a better person? Does it make them a better person? Or Well, would they get better from being thrown into jail? No. no. Or would they hate no. the system? Or would they resent the police? You know what? I wish that we could end this war on drugs, not just because it would keep drug users safer, um, it would stop, it would drastically reduce violent crime. There's all kinds of reasons to, uh, to end the war on drugs. But one of the reasons why law enforcers should support it and there are a number of Leos that do. It's, uh, there's a great organization I'd like to point you to called Law Enforcement Against Prohibition. If you've got some Internet access, head over to Leap, L-E-A-P, dot C-C. And you will see there are thousands of Leos from all across the country that have joined this organization. But one extra reason to end the war on drugs that lo- uh, law enforcers should be, uh, should be aware of is that if we end the war on drugs, we're no longer arresting 1.5 million of our friends and family members every single year on drug charges. Most of those for simple possession. We're no longer arresting those people. Therefore, they aren't going to hate the police anymore. You wonder why people hate the cops? You wonder why people call you guys names and they don't respect you? Well, it's because you're arresting their friends and family members for nonviolent consensual crimes. It would go a long is- way to, to, to restoring uh, the the... the the respect that people should have once uh, that uh, people w- at one time did have for the police for peace officers yeah for for, now, for law enforcers um, if we would legalize I drugs I think you're wrong in that aspect I mean and and not to say that there aren't people that you know hate us or whatnot, whatever for you know drug usage and things like that but if this law was so important to get passed aren't you and others like you know that are thinking that it's okay aren't it's up to you to get these laws passed because we are in fact enforcing what what's you know what you're passing or what you I I understand where you're coming from and you know the guys at Nuremberg said the same thing 
I mean, you know, we're, we're enforcing It was against the law, the law yeah. to be Jewish in Germany, and so there were guys that were just doing their jobs that went and um, rounded them up and put them into concentration right. camps. It's, I believe it's the job of every American to look at the law and judge right. it for themselves. And when, uh, when legalization efforts come up... The chiefs of police step in and try to stop them. So there are major political forces on the side of the war on drugs. These people that benefit from the war, the politicians that benefit, the chiefs of police that benefit from bigger budgets. There are uh, major forces against us, and we are working on it. We're here in the Free State, and here in New Hampshire is part of the Free State Project, and we are going to end the war on drugs, and we'll prove it to you, Duke, that it's the best thing, one of the best things that could possibly happen to this country. Thanks for the call, man. We appreciate it. All right. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And we will be back uh, Monday night. Join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com and have a great and safe weekend. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.